Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. to another episode of the Lonely Hearts Sports Podcast. Got a lot on tap for you this week. It's PGA Championship week. Hockey playoffs are in full swing. Second round starts. Basketball playoffs. Eastern and Western Conference finals. Good talk some baseball. The Yankees and Mets are good. New York City baseball is on the rise once again. And we will also talk some soccer as well as we get down to the final day of the Premier League season. But we begin first with... The PGA Championship, as it is, it's the week of the PGA Championship. Uh, all the top, top, all the top players in the world, Tiger Woods, former champions, down in Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma, except for one person. The defending champion will not be there because he, I guess, Phil just doesn't want to show up. Um, he is refusing to play and defend his title. Um, so that has been, that's been all, that's been the majority of the talk. The other majority of the talk has been Tiger Woods is going to participate at Southern Hills. Um, and so everybody's like, oh, this is a major step on his comeback tour, but steer away from Phil, steer away from Tiger. My good sir, what do you, what, give me some insight on this PGA championship. Give me some insight on who you think like could win this tournament and give me some insight on what you're looking forward to as we get ready for the tournament. Okay. So just to touch on Phil real fast um, and not to just go back, but he is not playing because the PGA tour denied the, the bids of the players uh, when they have to like try to get an exemption to play in a different tournament. They denied the Saudi first tournament that the players tried to play in. The PGA said no, so Phil said, okay, I'm not playing the PGA Championship. But that's all that is. That is literally all that is there. I mean, they're making it I I I I don't I know, like I said, let's not let's cut away from it. I will say this though. I just felt like it was right to tell like just that, that people who don't follow that much golf know why he's No, not no, you're it. perfectly fine there because in my opinion, like they're making it a big a bigger deal than it needs to be. Like he just chose not to play because like Let's be let's be honest. Everything that he said about the PGA Tour was has been right. He's just been facing a lot of criticism for it, and I guess he doesn't want to just be the center. I guess he doesn't want to be the center of attention, like when he goes to uh, Southern Hill. What if he were to go to Southern Hills and defend his title? But the thing is, though, he would have been the center of attention anyways because he's the world. He's the defending champion and the oldest major winner ever. So it's kind of a catch twenty two there. But moving on there, like as mentioned, like what are you looking forward to? Who do you think has a good chance to win? Who do you think will win? I, I mean, at this point, like we kind of really kind of skipped over him when talking about the Masters, I feel. I mean, didn't give him enough love, especially with winning three out of his last five starts going into the Masters. Um, and that's Scotty Scheffler. Um, he is a guy who has just really been playing solid golf all season, as we've seen. Even after the Masters has had solid finishes, hasn't had a win since then. But it's like it's hard to against a guy who won that much. And it would be nice to see him possibly win all four this year. When when why not win them all? That's what I would say to Scottish Helfer. But no, I think 
this course is going to be playing long and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about it already. And there's been a lot of talk about if you can drive the ball straight and, and kind of shape your shots with your irons um, kind of playing, they're talking to kind of playing like Augusto, whereas the rough isn't going to be that thick, but you're also going to have, if you're not placing your shots, right. A lot of runoff on the green. Um, so they're talking about being a long driver. So you can kind of, uh, th- just kind of throw some darts in there with your iron play. Um, and I-, I always talk about this guy and his iron play. You've heard me talk about this before on the podcast as well. Um, another two-time major winner is Colin Morikawa, in my opinion, is still probably one of the best iron players in the world. And he can hit his driver very, very well. So he is someone I would be looking at in this tournament. Um, I know the Tiger hype is there and it's, probably one of the best groupings we've seen in a while because Tiger on Thursday and Friday will be playing with Rory and Jordan Spieth. Um, would that be? Oh, that, yeah. Yep. They, I missed he, the groupings. Yep. When were they announced? Um, I saw they're like seven hours ago. You got Rory Tiger and Jordan Spieth teeing off at nine 11. You got Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm and Colin Morikawa going out together. Um, Patrick Cantlay, Dustin Johnson and uh, Justin Thomas. Wow, first um, two days actually. The oh, first yeah. two days may are actually going to be so, are going to be exciting with the groupings. Wow, okay, oh, they're very exciting because then you got Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris, and Cameron Smith. Just a very young group there going out together. And then yeah, there's a lot of good groupings in here. But um, I I don't know how I feel about it being realistic about Tiger's chances. But then again, I'm also just sound like an idiot. I'm talking about the best golfer of all time, and we've talked about him being down and out before. And he just always likes to prove everyone wrong. So that's always a story you're going to look for with Tiger. But um, I, I, the two guys that Tiger's with, I would be looking at more than him to make an impact because at some point, Rory has to break through and win another major. Like you, Same with Speed. It's like you look at these two guys, and it's like the career trajectory they had like at the start of their career compared to where they're at now. Um, It's like – and they still play good golf. So you just look at two of those guys, and it's hard to pick against them in any tournament as well, especially with, we all know how far Rory can hit the ball and he's such a great iron player. If he, all it takes in these tournaments is just getting hot at the right time. Just four days of consistent golf is all you really need. That's exactly it there. And how many times on this podcast have both of us talked about our, you know, Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth and how we feel like they can be in contention for a major because of how they've, how they've been improving their golf game consistently over the past year now, you know? Exactly. I mean, we saw Speed and Rory both get a win last year. And it's like, so I would like to see one of those two hoist a major up. Um, it would be very, especially because golf is a weird sport, whereas we, you and I both, have a bunch of our guys that we like um you it's like we it's it's weird because it's not like we're hockey or football where me and you kind of have just like our one team we cheer for like we have all these guys we like to follow and so it's definitely like harder to talk about golf when talking about like who because we clearly like there's only a couple guys on tour me and you probably just don't like and it's probably all different but um no I, I another guy that like I love as well when we talk about him all the time and we just always seem to forget like how young and good this player still is is Justin Thomas and he doesn't have a major yet 
So it's like you you feel at some point as well with him in his career. I know he he does have um the players championship, which is like the fifth major, but he doesn't have an actual major yet. So it's like you always look at him in tournaments as well. And it's like, wh- when is this guy actually going to break through? Because let's be honest, when we're talking about all these guys we're talking about right now, all hit the ball far, all are great iron players, and all can putt very well. Yeah, I mean, exactly there. I mean, the thing is that, like you said, but like it's it's really hard not to like to hate. It's really hard to hate like a lot. Like it's hard to like choose like one golfer and say, "Oh, I want this one to win. I want this one to win. I want this one to win." You can say that like, "Oh, I don't want this person to win," because the thing is, though, is like, yeah, there are like a few people. There are a few golfers on tour that like, yeah, I straight up can't stand. I'll admit it, and for various reasons. Patrick they're... Reed. <laughs> Uh, Bryson DeChambeau sometimes. Yes, agree. But he's not playing. No, he's not playing. But like I said, sometimes, not all the time. Patrick Reed, though, definitely. He's also a fucking. He's also a fucking cheater. So, right. Uh, and I also look at um another guy who's kind of. He he just got a win. Uh, I think two weeks ago now is Max Homa, who is a very young player. He has four wins on tour. He's not young, but kind of for how he is in. Uh, may um in the golf world he's still a young player and he i mean he won a d1 uh championship back in college um and now he has four wins on tour is max homa and we have seen him very well and this is another guy who is probably up there with some of the top drivers in the pga tour um with how he can hit the ball and with how this course is going to be playing like i said um especially with that i heard um thursday and Friday are supposed to be very, very windy as well. So players are going to have to be fighting that. So I'm hoping to see a score of around like a minus six to a minus eight win this tournament. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I should really, I should really ask, uh, I should really ask Bowden, like what's, what's it like down there actually, because he's down there. He's working the PGA championship again this year. He's been down in uh, Tulsa for the past almost a month now set and getting, everything's set up like because he's actually working like in the store again this year like he did with the Ryder cup mm-hmm. so, so he's been setting up shop like working that and he'll be tearing down shop after the championship is all done and dusted so i really should ask him like what, how everything i've been meaning to ask him like how everything's been going down there like you know how to course how the courses and also like what the weather's going to be like but the thing is though is like the man's just so busy anyways, I probably won't get an answer or a response back until probably like right now, because up until like up until like last Thursday, they pro- they weren't doing much. But since like last Thursday, Friday, they've been like nonstop, like getting everything ready because, well, here we are. The week has already started. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, they'll be teeing off. They'll be teeing off Thursday morning, which is just in a couple of, which is literally just in like a, over a day. So right, and it feels like the Masters just ended as well. I am still not a fan of how the schedule is. Honestly, I mean, I understand like why they did it because like they don't want like their big events to compete with football, and also like and they don't want their big events to compete with football, and they also kind of don't like want, and it's they also like don't want their big events to like you know compete and be like affected by like weather and climate depending on where they're at either um so i guess that makes sense there but the thing is though is i'm it's been like what 
a few like what five years maybe longer since this since the schedule change but i'm still used to the pga tour being and pga tour the pga championship being in august i'm still used to it to be honest like i'm not used to it be i'm still not used to it being like in the middle of may um like right after the masters like may is more along the line may to me is always more along the lines of like you know preparing for the u.s open and then like the u.s open comes in june but no yeah i don't like it either it's not it doesn't feel right no it does not like i said they don't want their big events competing with football they don't want like they want the season they don't want the season they don't want the fedex cup playoffs like going into what going into god knows when they also don't want they also want to make sure that everything that isn't affected by like weather and climate like later on in the year so i guess it makes sense there um going back to the tiger hype uh, and everything like i said i did not know anything about the group pairings i must i definitely missed that today um I don't see uh, he's not going to win. I'm going to come on straight up and say it like I don't think he's going to win. I think this t- I think uh he'll make the weekend, which will he'll make the weekend, no doubt, but I don't think he's going to win. I uh, I keep saying this his wins coming in St Andrews. That's my opinion there. Um I so agree. I'm, so I'm just going to put that point uh, I'm just going to put that point out there. I will say this too like I feel like Scotty Scheffler could like, I, I'm not going to say like run amok with this tournament, but I feel like he could take control by the weekend. Like he can take control like once the weekend happens. And kind of suffocate it like he did. With um, the Masters. Yeah. Except for the final hole, but it is what it is there. He suffocated that tournament there. Like once Sunday came, like he suffocated it. I really think like he can do that. I mean, he he did come out and say that like he loves Southern Hills, like right. And and so he's only played in one tournament since the, so he's only played in one tournament since the Masters, which was the AT and T Byron Nelson tournament. Um, he finished T fifteen, but I mean that T fifteen doesn't look that great. But when you, I tell you that he shot a minus nineteen, would that change your mind? Well, I mean, the winner shot like a minus 26. Jordan Spieth finished tied for second at yeah. minus 25, which is why I think Spieth has good momentum coming into this tournament. Because I think Spieth has good momentum coming into the PGA Championship too, not just based on how he golfed at the Byron Nelson, but again, overall consistency. And he's due for a win. He He's due for a major win again. He's due for a major win again. I mean... We we all know he hasn't won a major since the 2017 Open, um, so I think he's due for that. There, like you said, uh, going back to Rory, there. I mean, <laughs> I loved Rory's charge on Sunday at the Masters, but it was a day too late. It was a day too late. Uh, if Rory can like find, like if Rory can just like fi- find like that groove that he had. On Sunday at the Masters, he'll win the mate. Like I feel, I feel like he will win. Uh, he could definitely win uh, the Wanamaker Trophy, um, and add another major to his collection too. Um, but uh, Morikawa, Morikawa will be up there. Thomas be up there. Max Homa, though, I mean, good golfer. 
Good guy. Good golfer. I love the videos like where he like rates the swings and like just like shits on people with their terrible golf swings. Uh, but I mean, I don't know how I don't I, I don't know how well he'll do in, the tur- in this tournament. Would I'm, I change your mind if I told you he's been a top seven ball striker since January 1st of this year? I did not know that. I was going to say he's going to make the weekend. I'm not saying he was going to miss the cut. Uh, I was going to say maybe top 20. I was going to say maybe top 20, top 20 finish. Um, I'm hoping for him a top 10 because he has never finished in a top 10 in a major. Um, but he is one of my sleepers that we're going to see on Sunday in contention to win. Really? Yeah, I'm that confident in him, especially, like I said, he's got, he's got four wins on the PGA Tour and three of them coming within the last calendar year. Yeah, no, you've got a good point there. So maybe this would be like a good, like, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, ah, shit. Words, the word's gone. The word's gone. Word, the word is gone. Meh. Like, I don't know, maybe kind of like a good, like, coming out victory, I guess, for him. Like, you yeah. know, you've got, you've got the win. You've got, he's already got the wins under his belt. But the thing is, though, is like, you win a major, like, it takes you to a whole nother level. And the thing is, too, is if he wins the major, like, he's, he's very popular on tour, too, like, on tour, like, with the fan, at least, like, for, he's got a good following on tour, I should say, like, he's got a good fan base, so, like, I don't think anybody would have a problem with him winning, it's not like he's gonna be, like, fucking, uh, it's not like he's gonna be, like, fucking Jason Duffner or, uh, Sean Michelle or whatever, Sean Michelle or whoever the fuck, you know, some bozo, some Joe Blow bozo that, like, wins one major and then is never heard from again. Yeah, but that, that's true. I don't think so either. And there is also one guy we kind of forgot to mention who, I mean, always seems to really just show up at majors. He's got four major wins in his career is Brooke Kep- Brooks Kepka. This is true. Brooks Kepka. I mean, we just yeah. haven't mentioned him yet, and he seems to always show up in majors. How's his injury? Even though he didn't make the cut at the Masters. Um, how's his injury? I haven't heard anything about it recently, so I'm assuming it's better. Okay, well, that's good there. I I haven't heard anything about it. Hey, maybe Brooks will be out for blood this year, too, especially with how with how the uh, with how Sunday ended for him there. He's still probably like, I'm like, obviously, like, he wasn't going to win that, but I mean. Definitely was not enthused, enthusiastic at all, based on what had happened in the final at the on the fi, uh, final few holes there, especially eighteen. So he may actually like have a like he may just be like you know what fuck it I'm gonna go out and win this thing. Right, and um, I know we have talked about this before, so but clearly me and you both think this is the most boring major on the PGA Tour. But at the end of the day, it's still a major. And I actually really like this golf course, and a lot of the players do as well. Um, I mean, Scotty Shuffler, this is his home course as well. But yeah, not, exactly. Not a, I don't know if it's his home course, but I know it's his favorite. I'm not Because I know he's from around the Oklahoma, Texas area. That's where he grew up. I don't remember what state exactly he's from. But I know that he loves this course. And it's like, with how everything has been panning out for him, um, Jesus Christ. Um, he could really just go and win this. And if he does, I'm rooting for him. Like, I would root against Tiger at the Open if 
Scotty can win here because then I would definitely think that he really could win a Grand Slam this year. Got a good point there. I mean, if they, you've got a good point there. I mean, if you really have to win the US, the U.S. Open before the Open, but this is true. This is true. I mean, hey, I mean, even if he, I mean, hey, even if he doesn't win, if he wins like here at Southern Hills, if he wins there at Southern Hills, but then doesn't like win the other two, like two out of the four majors, like in a calendar year, I mean, like pretty damn good accomplishment given how uh given how the game of golf has been going with like i want to say like you know different major winners obviously throughout throughout the uh throughout based on how things have gone over the over the years i would say there but no definitely like it this major like this major is the is the boring of most boring of the four and the only reason why i say that is because like the Masters, you have like Augusta, the Azaleas, the Magnolias, Amen Corner, the tradition. The U.S. Open is like it's always at a it's always at a, the it's always at a tough course. Um, some of the course, most of almost almost all of the courses that that the U.S. Open are, are at are beautiful. Look, you've got real, you've got like. You well low scoring, but and by low scoring I mean like scores that like you don't expect to see. Not like very low scores, like in the upper minuses, but like low minuses to like maybe like even there. Um, the course can be a bitch, and player and it plays and it plays the golf and it plays the golfers tough too. And then you've got the open, which that's tradition there no matter where where they go it's the pomp it's the circum pomp it's the circumstance again the opens at tough court the opens at tough courses you've got the steep bunkers the rock the high roughs you've got the you've got the english scottish or irish weather and climate playing playing a part in everything too and then of course and then of course you've just got the claire jug as well whereas the pga championship like Nothing really excites me. I mean, yeah, it's a major, but the thing is, though, is like, yeah, okay, you've got the Wanamaker trophy, which is a nice trophy, don't get me wrong, but the hype for it just really is. The hype for it really doesn't get there for me, honestly. No, we talked about it last year at this time. We just had this this, um, this major just really hasn't found its, um, it's like, person. Not, not, I don't want to call it a personality, but it's... um. I guess that would be the best word to use for it. Probably it hasn't found his personality yet. No, it's like a guy. It's like a guy or a girl that like. Like it seems like it's like a wannabe. It's like a mix of the Open and the U.S. Open, like in a sense of how they kind of have these try to have these courses play, but it's like it just doesn't have the pop that the other three do. No, it's not. It's like a guy or a girl who are like in their thirties that they're that they say they're trying to find themselves when in reality they've been fucking lost dogs for like the past like 20 years of their fucking life <laughs> that's exactly like what it is there to me honestly like it, i mean the schedule change like it, it was always an going back to the schedule change always in august then they move it to may people bitch and moan that it got moved to may we're still bitching and moaning that it's in may um next year's gonna fucking suck <laughs> 
for the PGA Championship. <laughs> it's going to fucking suck. You're going to have the PGA Championship in May up here in Rochester, New York. And oh, that was, I was trying, trying to think where you're going with there. That's right. Yeah. The, the fucking weather. I mean, if we got weather like we had last week, it's perfect. If we got weather, how we're going to be this week, players are going to be miserable. Oh, I, oh fuck. Everybody's going to be miserable. Nobody's going to want to fucking do, deal with that shit. What, Rochester weather is terrible. and like It's very inconsistent in May. You could have like a week of like 80 degrees like we did last week, or you can have like 60 and rain all week, which it's going to be this week, and it's like, why? I just hope we get tickets for the same day. I mean, uh, that the registry comes out like next month, I think. Yeah. So, like, I, I have the right. I signed that up. I just want to see what ticket prices are. If they're not bad, fuck it. I might as well just buy them. I don't care. I only live like five minutes away from the course, anyways. I can literally walk there. Right. I would. Um be having to take a ride but that's all right just just find a place to park just find a place to park that won't charge an arm and a leg i'm pretty sure a lot of houses around here will charge arms and legs for people to park on their lawns and destroy them it happens with bill it happens with bill's camp like when the bills come out here they uh charge like 10 15 just to park on their lawn and then their lawn gets destroyed because of the amount of cars that park on it and what's and what kills me is like these lawns like for these houses like they're small <laughs> the houses are on top of each other um do you think did you happen to see the prices for the concessions at the pga championship this year $18 for a fucking can of beer. What the motherfuck? Shit. I, I'm if I'm if I'm going to the PGA championship at Southern Hills and I'm looking to drink, I'm fucking pre-gaming and then taking an Uber there. Yeah, or I'm sneaking a flask into the property. That, that's that's very true too. I'm pretty sure you probably can bring one regardless. I'm uh, not entirely sure what probably the you'd have to probably bring nine flies to get you through that long day. <laughs> Be stumbling home. Be stumbling home. Yeah, thankful. Yeah, thankfully, like yeah. For... What a joke that is compared, especially being right after the matches where we we know the prices for the stuff down there, where it's like very reasonably priced. But whereas here, like, it, it, what was it? It was even like eight dollars for a water. Six dollars for a water, which is ridiculous. Even although that's I will, ridiculous still. although I will say this, it's six dollars for a water. It's like five or six dollars for a water at a Sabres game. So I guess that's like reasonably reasonably priced for sporting events. But fourteen dollars for a fucking burger. That burger better be co- That burger better be coming from some prime cow. Let me tell you, I it better be like a wet a wet a wag a wagyu steak burger for all I fucking care. Okay. It better be it better be like grade double A meat for that burger. Fourteen dollars is ridiculous. Also, eighteen for a Michelob Ultra of all things. Fuck me. Oh god. I like I said, like you said, either bring in a flask or like I said, pregame and take an Uber. Right. And then Justin Thomas clearly weighed in on it. But then of course, uh I don't know if you saw Brooks Kepka defend it because he's sponsored by Michelob Ultra. 
That's just that's just the money talking. But I mean, exactly. So I don't I don't blame him there. But Justin Thomas like even spoke out against it, saying to treat the fans better than that. But then clearly Brooks being sponsored, like I don't blame him. If I was sponsored too, I wouldn't talk out about it. Like, yeah, exactly. They're gonna pay him to talk nice about. Right, he's, he's probably getting like he's probably getting five dollars off all those beers they sell there. He's fine. Exactly. Exactly. He's getting a good amount of money from all the beers that they're going to sell. And you know that they're going to sell beer. They're going to sell concessions up the lot. Like they're going to make buco bucks anyways. Like, yeah, we're going to bitch and moan because we're not there. But the people that are there, yeah, they'll bitch and moan, but they're still going to buy it. Unfortunately, still going to buy it. Yeah. It's like the merchandise. Like the merchandise is probably out uh, up the lot. Like the merchandise is probably like priced out of this world too. But the thing is, though, is like people are still going to go in there and buy it, right? I, speaking well, of merchandise prices, I, at the, um, when I was at the NCAA tournament in Buffalo, they actually had their concessions reasonably priced for like t shirts and sweatshirts and stuff, which I was shocked about. Yeah, didn't that Not to get off topic? How much did that hoodie cost you? Like forty um, percent? No, I got I got the Arkansas t shirt. I think it was like fifteen or twenty dollars. Then hoodies were like. 45 which like is normal like 45 to 50 for a hoodie is normal that's normal exactly but yet for some reason like special events like everything goes up the wazoo like i like I, i'm not gonna like going to the ncaa tournament and getting something is one thing going to a golf tournament honestly like if i were to go to like a golf tournament and like take a look at like what their pro shop has to offer to sell i'm probably only gonna buy like maybe like one or two things for that like from that like have the tournament logo on it i'm not gonna go in there and buy like polos and stuff like right that. exactly they're, they're like, probably selling t-shirts with just like the logo of the tournament and like golf towels and stuff so i'm exactly. hoping those are at least reasonably priced for the people because these food prices are ridiculous well like i said i wish i could i wish i was able to speak to like Bow- i wish i was able to reach out to bowden and just like get some insight on that stuff he told me though like like he told me like what they do like before like everything gets nuts is that like there's a day before and then like the Monday a day before they like start like actually working in the store and like selling the merchandise and then I guess it's like the Monday or Tuesday after Monday or Tuesday after the tournament ends like they get a couple of days to like you know do like buy like stuff at like a discount I think it's like a 30% discount but even then like with what he bought like he sent me some pictures of like what he bought man's probably in the the man probably spent like a good chunk of change based on like what he had gotten and based on like what he's being paid down there i would say pro i would say he probably may regret some of it honestly well i mean if you're there and you want to get something remember you buy clearly like i'm all for that but the thing is, though, is there's a difference between buying, like, a golf towel and a T-shirt and then just, like, buying, like... Buying everything they have. Buying stuff in the store you probably are going to look look at, like, two months later and be like, why the fuck did I buy this? Yeah. Like, I guess apparently, like... Because one thing, like, I would want, and I don't know why I would want it, I would just, like, want a whole flag with, like, the, cha- with, like, the tournament logo on it. But that, like... I, so I asked him about that, and he's like, oh, it's the same as it is every year. White flag, tournament logo. I said, well, I might as well just fucking wait until it's at Oak Hill done. He's, and then he told me, he's like, oh, you can go into the Oak Hill Pro Shop and, like, buy one. They're selling them right now. And I'm like, wait, what? 
I can go into the Oak Hill Pro Shop. I can buy them. So I, I may go do that one day, honestly, just like drive to five, drive up to Oak Hill and like walk in their pro shop and do that. Yeah, Although that, I, that's smart, especially since, you know, probably next year they're going to have very limited supply of the stuff. But even it is different than the Masters though, where you can buy the stuff online. I mean, we could probably buy it online too from like the PGA like website. Right, because I got a yeah, I got a Wingfoot hat two years ago when the U.S. Open was there. Yeah, because I like I like the Wingfoot logo. Yeah, I don't think I'm actually gonna like, because like I want like same thing for the Ryder Cup. Like I asked about flags like when he was there, and I found them online too, and they were bad. I'm like, I don't want to spend like it's bad. It's bad enough like these are like twenty five bucks, but I'm not gonna pay for shipping. Or like have you pay or have him pay for it and then pay him the money back for something that looks terrible. So yeah, like I said, I think I'll go to like drive up to Oak Hill, like walk in their pro shop and like see what PGA merch they have like for next year. And if there's something that I like, shit, I'll buy it. Right. There I, don't you know, go. I don't know like where I'll hang the whole flag though. Like I'll probably just like hang it up in my room or whatever. Like I said, I just want it for like to have it. But if it's like ridiculously priced, then fuck no. I mean the um, the logo for next year's PJ Championship is cool. Yeah, definitely better. So. Definitely better than this year because Southern Hills has the bell tower, which I actually do kind of like because it's kind of like historic for that course. Yeah. What's the, what's the logo like for next year? Um, it's got the um the acorn on it. Oh yeah, because that's okay. Okay, on the bottom, yeah. Yeah, because that's Oak Hill staying the acorn. Oh, well. Since it's at Oak and not to get like a year ahead, since it's at Oak Hill next year, I feel like it's going to be some random fuck that wins it. Well, who won it last time it was at Oak Hill? Jason Duffner. That's why I said that. Okay. And, and Sean Michelle won it in 2003. That's why I said that. Those are two random nobodies that nobody's heard from again. Makes sense. Like, uh, at least. I couldn't really remember who had won it. Yeah, how long ago was that? Ten years, nine years ago. Because the PGA is like on an every like nine or ten year like uh, rotation. Okay. It's like the oh, it's like how the open, it's like how the open is. It's the open is like on a seven year rotation. Technically, it used to be like eight, but they took one course out. I'm not going to get into that there. Let's not get into that there, please. <laughs> Well, we don't have to get into that at all. <laughs> no, we don't have to get into that at all. You know where I'm going. You know, you know what I'm talking about, though. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Uh God. But no. I like I said. Major, most boring of the four. I still enjoy watching it because anything can happen. I don't think Tiger's going to win. I'm upset Phil's not in it. Can't defend his title. I thought he would have done pretty well. Uh, I, I thought he would have done pretty decent, honestly. Um, I don't care. I don't have a problem with two wins, honestly, but I want speed. I'm going with speed. I'm picking speed to win. I am ride or die with Jordan speed this entire tournament. And you know what? If he misses the cut somehow, then I'll just be disappointed. Um, so I'm going to be smart here. I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. That's my pick to win the tournament. You're gonna be smart there. Yeah, let me let me let me just be like, you know what? All right, Jordan Spieth. Like this is your time. This is your time. You've got this. Uh right. But 
hey, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Uh, winner will be determined Sunday. Um, uh, winners will not be determined in any in anything playoff wise until mid June. Shifting our attention over to the Stanley Cup playoffs, we are finally in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, uh, Jake's Toronto Maple Leafs did not make it out of the first round yet again. They what are you talking about my Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm fucking around. <laughs> Don't be throwing slander on here. <laughs> yeah, Jake's Toronto, the Toronto Maple Laughs. Did not make it out of the first round yet again. They continued their playoff. They continued their playoff drought of getting out of the first round. It will be nineteen. It will be nineteen years next year. Um, but uh, no, all joking aside, we've got all joking aside here. Like first round was pretty damn exciting. Um, two of my bets died on the same night because of the fucking Penguins. My Penguins at plus 2,000 bet to uh, win the cup died, and my four-leg parlay died because the Penguins lost in overtime to the Rangers. And, well, it is what it is. It's not my money. It's still house money. It is what it is there. Um, I will say this. I'm surprised the Flames series went to seven games. You and I talked about it. Probably a boring series, but hey. Calgary got it done. Daryl Suter hockey. We have the battle of Alberta. Um, we have the battle of Alberta in the second round. I'm looking forward to that. Some pretty good matchups all around in the second round though. I mean, battle of Alberta, battle of Florida, um, Rangers and hurricane Rangers and hurricanes. And even the blues in the, even the blues in the avalanche here. I mean, like not, they're all not terrible. They're all not bad matchups. No, they're not. And it, like you said, it was it was a very exciting first round of the playoffs. Um, I was an idiot. I uh, I went eight for eight on my picks. Who, who was going to come out of the first round? Um, I I didn't bet it, and I'm now upset myself at that. I picked every team, and I picked the playoffs bracket. I'm um, hit all eight, but um, no. Now we got like you said, four four exciting matchups in this next round. So the two games are already went on tonight. Um, clearly, we already seen Florida or Tampa tank game one against Florida. Ass kicking. I am absolutely shocked about, but now I am kind of looking. I'll jump into that series first since game one's already over. Tampa, yeah. Tampa might three peat. Uh, as long as they don't tuck her out, like because at the end of the um the their series against the Maple Leafs is like all right this team looks tired Florida's probably just going to come in and dominate them especially since Florida went only to six games against Washington um but then tonight we just saw Tampa just absolutely uh light up Florida and Bobrovsky in the third period just looked completely lost out there and that looked like he'd never played goalie in his life and he is going up probably against the best goalie in the world one that could probably go down as the best goalie of all time um, not kidding. That is a take that I'm going to throw out there now. Um, Andre Vasilevsky might be the best goalie ever. Um, Andre Vasilevsky is probably is the best goalie in, in the NHL right now. He and does, Tampa, he's going to deserve a tattoo and stand ta- statue in Tampa once he is done there. Oh, no doubt about it. Honestly, I mean they'll probably build. They'll probably like. They'll definitely retire his number. I mean, they probably should build a statue for the man. I mean, without him. I mean, without him. I mean, without him. Like. Without him, like, yeah, Tampa's stacked, like, all around, let's be honest. But, like... They don't have without, those two cups without him. 
No, they don't have those two cups without him. Exactly. He's still yet in the last three years now is still yet to lose back-to-back playoff games. Yeah. Hey, imagine if they had, imagine if like, imagine if like he was, re- if he was like ready, like in 2015 to like play, like imagine if he was on their 2015 team when they lost to Chicago, like they probably would have had a better chance than with Ben Bishop and that. Oh, I, I agree. Um, and, I mean, he yeah, was ben, still, no, ben, we saw Ben Bishop then go to Dallas after that, and it kind of just shit the bed. God, I it. mean, injuries started to hurt him, and now he's just not the way we all thought Ben Bishop was. But um, no, this team, like, even we saw Nikita Kucherov not even play very. Like, yes, he got his points, but he, I don't know, like how I, I know you watched basically all the games as well, like I did. I kind of thought Kucherov was not noticeable out there, and that's not something we typically see from Nikita Kucherov. No, I agree with you there. I mean, the thing is that the thing is, is that, yeah, he did not look noticeable out there at all. But the thing is though, is like, while that would have be, while that would be a bad thing for most teams, Tampa still has a lot of damn good players around Nikita Kucherov. So like, it's not necessarily a bad, it's not necessarily a bad thing that he wasn't noticed that he was, that he didn't look noticeable. No, that I mean, was my point. Is they they still beat a good Maple Leafs team in the first round, and they took them to seven games, went down there, and beat them in Tampa, all without Nikita Kucherov being the superstar that we all know he is. Exactly, that's literally it. There, I mean, whole team. It was it was a whole team performance. And the thing is, though, is like I I'm gonna be honest. Still, yeah, they won game one tonight, but I mean, they I wouldn't say they went to war against the Maple Leafs. But they got gassed at the end. Like, they literally got gassed at the end. And what they literally got gassed at the end, in, that, in my opinion, in that series. But, hey, I mean, the better team won that series, in my opinion. The better team won that series. Um, I don't care that Toronto, like, I don't care. I don't care what Toronto did. I think Tampa was the better team. Um, you know, Definitely, uh, and, and it all came down to goaltending again in that series because let's be honest, like if you have Andre Vasilevsky in that, like you have a pretty damn good chance of winning that day. Whereas Toronto had Jack Campbell in that, and well, let's be honest, the Maple Leafs goaltending is about as great as is about as great as like watching paint dry. It's very depressing. Um, uh, but the thing is, there is like overall, overall with the Lightning. Even after even after Braden Point went down, like they that was they did not like give up at all. They did not look like a team defeated. They looked like a team that was like, oh shit, our guy is down. Our guy is out. Like they fought. They were resilient. They held on. They continued. So like the thing is though, is like it's not it's more along the lines of like been there, done that. Like They've did. They've been there, done that. They know where they. They've been there before. Obviously, two-time defending cup champions. They're trying to go for a three-peat. No team has three-peated since the eighties. No team has three-peated since the eighties Islanders. Um. So they're trying to go for history there. With this series against Florida, though, Looking at the matchup, I'm like, okay, this could go six or seven. But if Tampa plays like this, forget it. Four, it's over in four or five. Um, no, I still think this series go 
So clearly tonight we did not see the best Florida. We have not seen the Florida team we've seen all season. So I do think this series goes six or seven, but I still think this is Tampa series. I mean, Florida is a team that finally just won their first playoff um, matchup since 1996 when they won in the Eastern Conference Finals to, I think, was New Jersey that year. That's the last time they won a playoff series. Yeah, that was the last time they won a playoff series because they made the cup final that year and they lost. Mm-hmm. And now you see this Tampa team who clearly has a lot of experience being back-to-back champions and basically not 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 the same team as last year, but the superstars are still there. And you got them looking great tonight. So I do think Tampa, we will see Tampa in another Eastern Conference Finals because I think they're that good. And I am, yes, I still do think with how much hockey this team has played in the last three years, is going to affect them, but I still do think they'll be able to get past this Florida team. They'll be able to get past Florida. It all depends on who. Yeah, honestly, if they get past Florida, I think that they could go to the cup final again at this point. I agree. Because the thing is, though, is like they're better than the Rangers or the Hurricanes. And I think, like I said, I think all these matchups in in the second round, like, will be very good matchups. Like, all, all these series could go. All these series like could go any could go six or seven in my opinion. Well, yeah, they all could go six or seven in my opinion. I was going to talk about Colorado. I'm like, no, I think St. Louis can give them a push for a uh, push for their money. Honestly, run for their money. But going to staying in the East with the Rangers and the Hurricanes. I mean, the Ranger the Rangers actually went to war. Like they fucking came down. Like they came back from a 3-1 deficit against the Penguins, and they beat the Penguins in seven games. Okay, but do you want to talk about what the Penguins were missing? They had a 3-1 lead over the the Rangers, and the Rangers came back in each of those elimination games to win. They were facing, they were on the brink of elimination in game five. They were on the brink of elimination in game six, and they were on the brink of elimination in game seven. Yes, the Penguins lost Casey DeSmith in game one. Yes, they didn't have Tristan Jari until game seven. Yes, they had Louis Domingue, a career journeyman in goal. An AHL goaltender at best. But he had them as a play the e-bug. This New York team is a bunch of frauds. I don't care. They struggled against a depleted Pittsburgh team. I don't care what you say. They should have dominated the series. It's the, the minute Louis Domingue stepped into the net. They, they should have, have won game one. I, mean, they no, didn't. I know that they should have won game one. Everybody, uh, uh, I mean, our, I think they should have won game two, game three, game four with Louis Domingue in that. But guess what? They struggled. I can't be Panarin. looks like he doesn't want to play hockey right now. I mean, you had Zabanejad who really didn't do much in most of the series, I would say. And yet they still make it through. But they also played a depleted Penguins team. I think they're a bunch of frauds. This Carolina team is going to make them look like child's play. It's going to be looking like... Um, a D1 team trying to play a like a JV high school team. That's what it's going to look like. This series is only going to go four games, maybe five, because Carolina Carolina wants to be nice. I think it goes six. I'm going to disagree with you. I think it goes six. You're smoking goes- crack. Igor Shosturkin did not look like the goalie we've seen in the regular season. Yes, he made some fantastic saves at points. 
but he also I'm looked like he struggled a lot. Not back in the New York Rangers to win the series. They're going to lose to Carolina, but I think they're going to carry some. They're going to carry some momentum into the series where it's like, hey, we actually have a decent chance. But the thing is, though, is no, Carolina's a far better team. I'm agreeing with you there, but I don't think it's going to be a wash. The series will not. The series should not. The series won't be a wash. And the thing is, there is like. And 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 the thing is, there is like, well, it's mainly because of like what they did again, like in at the end of that Penguin series. Like I said, they came back from three one down. They came back like momentum like that sticks with you for for a little while. There, I'm not gonna say that like, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna say like, hey, they're gonna win against Carolina. They're not. They'll they'll lose in six, hands down, losing six. They're not gonna get swept. They're not gonna lose in five. It's not going seven. They're losing six. But the thing is, though, is May if May Igor Shesterkin has been the best goaltender all fucking season. And I don't know what the fuck his problem was, whether or not he could handle the bright lights, big city, all that shit. But the thing is, though, is I feel like maybe he'll finally get his head out of his ass and like have the jitterbugs gone. So Banajan and Kreider should pro- should potentially get their shit together. And hey, who knows? Maybe maybe fucking Artemi Panarin, Artemi Panarin will actually get his head out of his ass too because he he because he actually decided to like shoot the puck and like actually win a game for once with that overtime winner in Game Seven. But no, the Carolina Pan- Panthers. Holy fuck, I'm out of it. The Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes. That's a team that should have fucking swept. That's a team that should have swept. They had no business going to fucking game seven against Boston. Why? Okay. You because you're talking about okay, I'm gonna hundred percent disagree with you there. This they Boston, played like shit in three games in Boston. How the okay, fuck can clearly we saw clearly we saw the home team won every single game. Clearly, home ice advantage played a huge part in the series. You mean to tell and, me that you can't go on the road and win what, one game though? Okay, I don't I don't care. Guess what? This Carolina team also played a Boston team who has been there, done that. We know the type of team Boston is. They're built for playoff hockey. They know how to win come playoff time. They're this- old and their goaltending was not that great. I mean, Jeremy Swayman is not a terrible goaltender, but I mean, he's not. I mean, he's not like a. He's definitely okay, he's a rookie. Yeah, Boston's goaltender and who their backup is? Fuck, who's their backup? I'm fucking. Oh, yeah, who's, never, who's yeah. ever played a lick of playoff hockey? Who's either. never played a lick of playoff hockey? But and, the thing is, though, is but guess what? They're both still good goalies, and this the team in front of them is very, very good, and you can't disagree with that. It's better than Jake DeBrusque wanted the trade has wanted the trade since like October. You can't rely on Brad Marchand. Patrice Bergeron is old and may never play in the okay, national. Well, Patrice Bergeron was probably he's still the best all two way forward in the NHL. And you can't disagree with that because he is going to win that award this year. I forget what the name of it is, but he's going to win that award. Masterson Trophy. Yes, I think. He, yes, he's going to win the Masterson this year. And you're going to look like an idiot for calling him old. He is old. Okay. And he's not a terrible player. I said he's old. Yes, I mean, you but he looked like a superstar still. I you would can't say. rely on – Boston has relied on old men for too long now. They don't – like the like I said, the brusque one has been wanting to go. Taylor Hall, fuck. Okay, I mean, but you want to talk about DeBrus being probably Boston's best player this year ever since he didn't get the trade? I mean, hey, you're not wrong there, but the thing is there is, like I said, they rely – like, again, when the playoffs came – like, yeah, he actually had some pretty good moments. But you want to go about Taylor Hall, who, like, actually, like, did nothing in my opinion. Like, what? Oh, no, he was irrelevant all yeah, series. He, he was irrelevant. He scored like what a goal. He scored one goal in Carolina, I think it was like what game, uh, game two, 
game two he scored a goal again yeah, in Carolina, or yeah. was it game one? No, it was, game I, it was no, it was game two because game one they only scored the one goal, and I don't think it was Halsey that scored it. I thought I thought it was him there, but the thing is there. Hey, I'm not Chris. I'm not saying Carolina's losing the series. I'm just disappointed that they didn't mop the floor with Boston because I thought they were the better team all around matchup, like head to head matchups all around goaltending, defense, forwards, coaching. And they couldn't. I mean, the thing is, though, is like Boston didn't. Yeah, neither team played well on the road. Boston played like dog shit in Carolina. Carolina played like dog shit in Boston. But the thing is, there is like you, you would have thought something had to give, especially later on in the series. Like, well, the thing is, you're, you're sitting here trying to defend the New York Rangers for beat, beating a depleted Pittsburgh team, but you're here trying to talk down on the Boston Bruins, who has been a much better team all season than the Pittsburgh Penguins have. That's my issue with this. Didn't say I didn't say that the Penguins were a better team. I mean, I didn't say that the Penguins were a better team than the Bruins. I said that the Penguins had the Rangers, like, literally on the fucking ropes, and they couldn't get the job done with what they had. And they still had Sydney. Yeah, okay. Sydney Crosby got not got got knocked out of game six. Uh, five. Five. Game, game, five. Game five. There missed game six. But the thing is, there is like you still had you still have Evgeny Evgeny Malkin, who we had talked about disappeared for the most part, except for that one amazing goal where it's like, hey, this is the Gino we've expected all along. And we both said that, okay? You still have Jake Gensel, still have Chris Latane. Yeah, well, okay, those guys are old too. So, like, the last dance may have been finally done in Pittsburgh. But a player that, like, you know one player that kind of disappointed me in the play- in the playoffs a little bit for the Pittsburgh Penguins, who had, I think, it's in a- who I think had a pretty good season for them? Who? Mm-hmm. Evan Rodriguez kind of disappointed me in the playoffs a little bit. He had like a fantastic. He had a pretty good regular season for the Penguins, and he had bits and pieces. He showed up in bits and pieces for them, but then like when he like disappeared, like he fucking disappeared. I remember like I think it was Game Seven. Like he just like fucking like he instead of trying to block a shot, he got out of the way. For it was the goal. It was like game time goal for the Rangers. And I'm like, why the fuck you get out of the way with that? Take a fucking stick. Take a fucking puck to your ribs, you asshole. Like you just fucking disappeared. Um. So like, yeah, he scored a couple. He scored a few goals here. He scored his goals and had some points here and there. But like, I was a little bit disappointed just based on how he went. He, how he was in the regular season. But See, I think that that penalty though, that you know the penalty talking about that that retaliation penalty that they said it was a retaliation penalty, but in game seven. Um, after he took that cross check from behind, I think that was the most BS call ever that they were trying to push New York through. You know like, what call was stupid? That um, uh, when uh, hit helmet, helmet got knocked off or taken off or whatever. Oh yeah, I I think it, I don't. They were talking about that on Chicklets today, and I don't get because I always remember like two years ago the players were allowed to play without a helmet. I don't know what changed. I don't know either. I guess like some rule must have been made uh, by the league there, but that was a bullshit rule call too, in my honest opinion. But then again, that was something I didn't know about. Hey, like I said, I'm not defending the Rangers. I thought the Penguins had them eliminated though, and I'm upset. I'm more upset that the Penguins didn't have them eliminated because like I'm upset about my bets. But at the same time, is like I thought that the Penguins like. Regardless of like what was going on, I you still had like 
they still like had a decent had a pretty good team to like be a dark horse in the playoffs. I don't like how I thought the Minnesota Wild would have been, but they just completely shit the fucking bed themselves. How did you feel about them going back to um, what's his face for Game Six instead of riding with uh, Flurry again? Talbot. Yeah, I didn't like that call because on the bench the whole. I felt like at that point you kind of just ride Flurry. I mean, we kind of saw the same dominate Game Six at elimination game. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like what Vegas did with Flurry and Leonard. But they, uh, but they were constantly doing that throughout like the play, and they were like going a guy for like one, maybe two games. They didn't let a guy go five games and then change him out. Like, I don't no, know. This is very true there, but it kind of reminds me of that. The only reason why it reminds me of that is because like with Flurry, like it's more along the lines like you have Mark Andre Flurry for one reason and one reason only, and that's for the playoffs. Like, which is why Minnesota like. <laughs> Fired him like that's your netminder for a run in the playoffs and then to take him out like in a do or die elimination game like that don't even have him like start like that was just a complete asinine move there i mean i, mean, actually- I would have I got like because talbot clearly had a good end to the regular season if they would have rode with him going into the playoffs and then they like tried to like I feel like maybe like if they rode Talbot into the playoffs, let him play, and then if they had the elimination game, then put Flurry in, I would understand because Flurry has that experience where Talbot is not an a playoff experience goaltender like Flurry is. So like that would have made more sense if like the roles were flipped, like if Talbot started one through five, Flurry got the go in six. But to put Talbot in six just kinda kinda was weird to me. No, the coaching the coaching decisions, um Made no sense to me. I'm just more disappointed that they completely, like, laid an egg, like, in the second half of this whole series. Like, and I mean, they laid an egg. It was disappointing. I'm like... The only player that wanted to be there looked like was Krill Kaprizov. Uh, he may just go back. He may, you know what? If I were him, I'd be like, see you guys. I'm actually signing my deal with the KHL. See ya. Why, he just got the bag. He ain't leaving now. <laughs> Trade me. <laughs> Trade me to the KHL. Get me out of here. Uh, okay. yeah, he, he actually like had Krill played unreal in the playoffs. No, Krill the Thrill played unreal in the playoffs, honestly. Other than that, no, I mean, clearly we didn't see that Felino line show up at all, which we saw them kind of have a really good regular season. They just kind of shit the bed. And like, we talked, like we talked about, we thought that was going to be the best playoff series. It ended up not being. And it ended up not being it completely. I mean, the, the playoff series that like, we thought like was going to be the worst ended up going to fucking seven games. And uh, the one we thought was going to be the best uh, ended up just being a wash for the final three uh, with the wild getting knocked out in six. I'm not going into more detail about the fucking stars series though. I fucking wanted to gouge my eyes out almost every single game. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I you told me you enjoyed it. the series. Well, great. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the series only because, like, yes, it was boring, but also every game was close, so it was, like, fun to watch. There was never, like, in the other series, we saw blowouts. This was the one series you never got to see a real, like, blowout. Like, we saw in the the Toronto Lightning series, like, the teams that were winning, they were winning, like, 5-2. This is like, true. The games were never close. Like, at least those games were close. Yeah, this is true. It just annoyed me because, like, Calgary would just outshoot Dallas like two to one. Dallas would have like nine nine goal, nine shots total. 
two yeah. goals. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, for, for Calgary being the best five-on-five team in the regular season, um, scoring-wise, uh, did at all. No, then no, that's Daryl Suter hockey for you, baby. Let's just dominate, dominate, dominate like with shots and just somehow not fucking score. Daryl fucking Suter hockey, baby. But hey, he won two cups in Los Angeles somehow, so good for him. Right. And Although, now they have a team in Edmonton that they're playing that they dominated in the regular season. Hey, Battle of Alberta is going to be a fucking classic because. Both teams didn't they, like, beat, didn't they beat Edmonton the one game of the regular season like nine to five? Yeah, there was like an average of like five six goals a game like in each meeting of the regular season. We're in for a fucking goal fest, so I can't actually like shit on Mike. I can't actually shit on Mike Smith as much as I want to now because I know what to expect in this series. The only thing is though is I'm actually here for it. I'm. This is the first time that they that they're meeting in the playoffs in like 25, 30 years now. I'm I'm here for it, and I do think though Markstrom is the better goalie, um, in this series. And I mean Markstrom played great in against Dallas, but let's be honest, he was just kind of outshined by Ottinger, who I didn't even know the guy who he was until playoff time. He played in the World Juniors when they were in Buffalo. Yeah, I know he's a rookie, or he was a first round draft pick. Yeah, he played in yeah, he played in the World Juniors when they were in Buffalo when they were in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I had no idea who he was, and until the playoffs like but then again i also didn't follow dallas much throughout the season no we just followed them until the fucking playoffs because we didn't want uh, that fucking team in the desert (laughs) the team that will not be named that's not named arizona in the playoffs hey by the time jack eichel retires he'll have more playoff he'll have more coaches fired than playoff appearances just gonna point that out there time to start asking is he the lebron james of hockey is he a coach killer yeah, he's a fucking franchise killer. <laughs> That'd be awesome if they don't make playoffs next uh, year. But let's uh, not get too far ahead of us right now, because I so we we named off who we think is going to win the in the East coming out of the East. We have both have I have Tampa and you have I've got Tampa Tampa as well. Then we both have Carolina. We both have Carolina. I just can't fucking stand the I can't stand the Rangers. I just can't. You know me. See. You know, the thing is, though, is like the joke is always like the joke is always like Yankees, Giants, Rangers, like Mets, Jets, Nets or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But obviously me being from Buffalo, I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan. I just can't stand the fucking Rangers. I I never have. I just don't know why. Um, Because their fans suck. Rangers fans are fucking right. MSG is actually a lot, looks actually absolutely electric in the playoffs. That would be cool to experience, but let's be honest here. It's New York City. They're just fucking like New York City fans in general. Like, we're all, but we're a bunch of fucking scumbags, I guess. Fuck. No matter what team you support. Right, well, and this, those fans act like they're going to win the Stanley Cup when their team. They haven't won the Stanley Cup in almost 30 fucking years. It took them 50 before that. Exactly, because they won it with Messier, right? They won it with Messier, and before that, they won it in, like, the 50s. Yeah, and they act like that they deserve the world by getting out of the first round to a depleted Pittsburgh team. Where, like I said, all right, they should have dominated. But I kind of want to talk about um this. This is, to me, the most interesting series is the, the Avalanche-St. Louis series, because I do think... Whoever wins this series, I do think will go on to win the Stanley Cup. 
St. Louis is going to give them a run for their money. They're actually scoring. They actually they actually average more goals a game than the Avalanche do, surprisingly. And I did not know that until until tonight, actually. Yeah, and the St. Louis team plays so physical. Um, they're not being talked about. I mean, you got a center in Ryan O'Reilly who is going to go knock down, lock down Nathan McKinnon all series um, because that's the type of hockey Ryan O'Reilly plays. And let's be honest, not a lot of people are talking about this. For tonight. Yeah. Yeah, they're up one nothing right now as we're recording. Um, and um, St. Louis, um, they right now this team, how they played in the first round, and right now how they looked at this first period against the Avalanche, I mean, they kind of dominate. They really dominated this Colorado team and not giving up much to them right now. And they look like the 2018 team we saw win the Stanley Cup. And you got I, 19, but yes, 19, yes. And um, you got um. Bennington, who actually looks great tonight right now. Like not in 2019, Jordan Bennington, like when he won the cup. Exactly. I mean, the Blues are not a bad team. They're not at all. They're they're actually this team is like built for playoff contention, deep playoff runs all around the board. It's just that for some reason, like it's just that for like some reason, like I, I don't know. They don't get a lot of respect, whether or not it's because like they whether or not people think like the cup in 2019 may have been just like a one-off, whether or not it's because like Bennington's been inconsistent and like people see him as more of a meme or a meme now in a way because of like his play, his play. But the thing is though, is like he has performed. Yeah. I'm going to be honest here. Like sometimes I am not a huge Jordan Bennington fan because of like his attitude and whatnot. And his attitude gets really shitty when he can't back it up with his play, which really annoys me. So he, he remind it reminds me of like a shit talker that like, like you can't, like he can't back up the shit talk like sometimes. And it's like, what the fuck? But like this season, he's been playing exceptional. And it reminds me of like 2019, like when he won the cup and in the playoffs as well against Minnesota. And even tonight against Colorado, as we're recording, like he's been playing terrific in that but no the thing is though is like you said the blues don't give get enough respect they are a proven team the squad that they have around like the squad that they have together here is fantastic like they they know what needs to get done and the thing is too is like they have good leadership as well so i think this series actually could go south could go six or seven I don't think Colorado's going to wipe – like, neither team's going to wipe the floor with the other one. Um, Colorado, it's not going to be a wash like Nashville was. Um, yeah, Colorado has, like, all – like, they have Kemper, McKinnon, Landeskog, Cal McCarr, all those guys and everything. As long as Kadri doesn't get suspended. suspended eight games again. Yeah, but – so, this Colorado team to me, St. Louis is their biggest – those whole playoffs, whether they get eliminated this round or they go on to the Stanley Cup, this is going to be their toughest test because I do think if Colorado gets through Calgary or Edmonton, how they have a shot at beating this Colorado team. And the only team coming out of the East that I think would actually give Colorado issues would be Tampa if they can somehow make a third cup in a row. If they make the – I think if Tampa makes their third cup final in a row, they're winning. They could actually win the cup. This is, in my opinion, this is Colorado's cup to lose. T- 
St. Louis is going to give them a run for their money. But the thing is, though, is like Colorado has to win this cup. They've been the best. Uh, like they've been the best team in hockey all season. They've been the best team in hockey the past two seasons. And well, we all know what happened last season. I said that they were never going to lose a game in the playoffs. They were going to sweep the entire playoffs, 4-4-4-4. Four, 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 four. And they were up 2 nothing against the Vegas Golden Knights, and they just fucking laid an egg. So I'm actually not going to say anything else about the Colorado Avalanche other than this is their tough to lose. I'm not going to predict, like, I'm not going to predict who wins the series because I don't want to because I may just, like, fucking be a curse for the Avalanche. But... The series should, could go six or seven. I will say that. And yes, whoever does win the series, I will agree with you that they can win the Stan- that they should win the Stanley Cup. Well, unless they play Tampa. If they don't play Tampa, then they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. I think Tampa will be the team to like win the Cup based off of what's going on. But they'll beat Calgary or Edmonton to, to get to the Cup final. Because Calgary and Edmonton, as much as that series is going to be great, it's going to be a war. The teams are going to get exhausted. That series will go seven. And let's be honest, Calgary Calgary gets to the Western Conference Finals. It's going to be like, how did you get here and why are you here? And if Edmonton somehow makes the Conference Finals, it's going to be like, how the fuck did you get here? Where did you come from? We expected you to lose two rounds ago. <laughs> right. Right. So for yeah, for this series, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna I, I've rode with them all season and I, I can't I can't become fake here and step away from what I have been hot on all season, um, even going into last season. I'm picking Colorado to win this series in seven games. Like I said, this this St. Louis team is gonna give them the biggest issues of the playoffs. And so I, I it's like you said, if Colorado's cup to lose at this point. And, but I've brought with them all season. I'm I, as much as I want to say St. Louis right now. I've ridden with them all season. I'm going Tampa or Colorado in seven. Tampa in seven in the Western Conference semifinal. I, I, like- I corrected myself. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about you saying the Carolina Panthers? We can go there as well. I didn't mention it. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers are going to win the Stanley Cup. You heard it here, folks. Sam Darnold's <laughs> not going to see any more ghosts because he's switching to hockey. Um, uh, but. Uh, no, in all honesty, so we've got Tampa, Carolina. I'm not saying who I think is going to win this series because I fucked it all up last year and it was just fucking laying an egg. Um, and I'm riding with the Oilers. I'm riding with the Oilers. McJesus is gonna McJesus is gonna carry get, carry everybody on his back. It's that once. It's like that one car scene in the. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Get in, loser. We're going to the cup. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Get on my back. I'm fucking taking you. I'm the fucking goat. Let's go. I'm not going to win MVP this year because some fuck that's going to Arizona in three years scored 60 goals, but I'll win a cup and they'll build a statue for me at the end of the season. Um, I also, I do think McDavid wins the MVP, by the way. Oh, you think he wins the hearts? Uh, I think it's going to Matthew, sadly. He scored 60 goals. That hasn't happened in 10 years. Yeah, but I don't know. Just well, with, let's just be honest. With, Go ahead. Let's be honest. Without McDavid on this Oilers team, they're not where they're at. I think you take no, Matthews not. off that Toronto team, they still score a lot of goals. This is true. This is true. So that's the only reason I go there. But I'm also riding with Edmonton in this series in probably seven games. 
You're um, riding I, with that. Because- I, I'm riding with them because I need it uh, just for my body at this point. And hey, it's not going to be a Maple Leafs logo, so you should be happy about it. Yeah, that. thankfully, at least as long as it's not a Rangers logo, I'm I'm fine. As long as it's not a Rangers logo, I am fine with whatever I have to get on my body. Hopefully, McJesus just maybe I'll just like clip this part of the podcast, like all the other podcasts put together, and just keep tw- uh, tagging him on like Twitter and DMing him on Instagram, just so he can will himself to the Cup final for me. Um, <laughs> so I don't have to get a tattoo. Um, I uh, Edmonton's got other people to like. W- w- Edmonton's got other people to root for than you, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I uh, and I also don't want a Hurricanes tattoo because of what they did to Buffalo in 06 and 07. Ah, all right. So it looks like you're gonna be getting a Tampa Bay Lightning logo then. I, I mean, maybe at that point I could just I'll just go like the Lightning Bolt and never tell anyone. I just tell people it's a Lightning Bolt. There you go. There I you won't could... get the circle around it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> nah, Oilers and Seven, like I said, get in losers. We're going to the Cup. I'm riding with Edmonton for the Battle of Alberta. Should be a damn good series. Battle of Florida, hopefully after game. Hopefully game two is better than game one. Um, I mean, I'll take Tampa just shit stomping Florida every game. I would love to see that. Last year, last year I wanted Florida to win this series, but now I'm, I'm on Tampa's wagon right now. Fair enough there. Honestly, if I had to choose this, like I don't want a winner in the Rangers Hurricane series. I don't like. I just pick both teams to like, not like you know, like not drop out of the NHL. Yeah, exactly. Drop out of the NHL. Be like some massive investigation that like widespread, right? Fraud. Like a like a widespread spec or widespread sex scandal between the two teams. That just... Jesus fucking Christ! I was gonna say fraud, but all right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, Tampa. You get Tampa, Florida. Your the winner of your series gets a bye to the final. I'd be okay with that. Like, I just don't want like, I don't like the Rangers. The Carolina team is fun to watch. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still upset about 2006. But the thing is, though, it's like Dallas at this point. Like, I was only like, I was only like ten in 2000. I was only like nine in 2006. I was only two when Dallas happened. So like, at this point, like, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, I'm not upset about I'm upset about it, but not as much as I used to be. Um, the only thing that I will say will still the only thing I will say that bothers me about Carolina is that Rod fucking Brindamore has an associate is their head coach. Rod the Bod. And he was and he was their captain in 06. And I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> you fucking asshole. Oh, well, like I said, I'm enjoying the playoffs. Um I just wish the Battle of Alberta was, like, not at 9.30 at night because I don't want to stay up until, like, midnight. But it is what it is. I mean, thankfully for you, game two is Friday night. Should be up to watch it. I was going to be up to watch it anyways. Yeah, me too. This is... I'm going to be up to this watch month, This month always kills me for hockey, even though last week me and you... uh we were kind of frauds and we would message each other like during the first half of like the second periods of the games then just both end up falling asleep. Ah, fuck. Yeah, no, I stayed up until what game? No, no, what game was it? I, I said I was going to stay up till 1 a.m. and I did. And you had said like it was that, the Oilers Kings. Yeah, Oilers Kings. I went to bed like after um, uh, fucking uh, who was it made it? Edmonton made it three or two, but I remember who scored. I can't remember who scored for, for Edmonton because it was like five, it was like six minutes left in the third. And then McDavid, like, score, like. 
No, McDa- that was game seven. I'm sorry, McDavid scored in game seven. I forget who scored the empty netter. I saw that the next morning. I'm like, oh, I guess I could have just stayed up for like five more minutes, but I just went to bed. You had told me that you fell asleep and you didn't even see like the third period. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no, I-, I went to lay down in bed to put the game on my phone. Huh? And then I was just like, yep, this is this is not going to happen. And I turned my phone off. I went right to bed. Yeah, you went right to bed because I texted you. I said they scored, and next I know you're like you texted me next morning. And you're like, oh yeah, sorry, buddy. I, I I'm just seeing this now. I'm like, what? I know oh, the, what? the first text I saw in the morning during that game seven was "fuck LA." So I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh no, LA went through, and I'm gonna have to get a tattoo. And then I finally got around to checking the score because I had checked my text first. I'm like, oh thank. I'm like, oh thank God, uh, Edmonton went through. Yeah, because when I had gone to bed, I think Edmonton was down two to one. That was game six, yeah, because Edmonton won game seven, two nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, two nothing. Yeah, because they won two nothing. Because I said fuck LA because they tied it two two. And then like Edmonton scored. I'm like, Oilers, let's go. Cause I forget who the fuck scored now. I'm pissed. But yeah, no, but like game uh, I turned game seven. I, I actually I'm not gonna lie, I turned game seven off as soon as like McDavid like scored and I'm like, Yeah, this game's over. It's all it's all it's all over. Like series, let's go. Give me give me Calgary or Dallas. Um, oh, that's right. For game seven, I forgot I was downtown and I was checking the score on my phone. Yeah, because you told me that you were going out. I'm like, oh well, I told you to have fun. You said you weren't going to <laughs> Thankfully I did have a, a pretty decent time. Yeah. It was good to catch up with my – I haven't seen them since probably most of them in three years, so it was good to catch up. But Jesus Christ, yeah. Where would you guys go downtown? I know we're um, going here, but who gives a uh, shit? Who cares? People know what to we, – we kind of – this podcast typically will fall off the rails at the about – as soon as we hit, like, the hour 15 mark, me and you just start rambling, but it's fine. Um, But I went to Sky Bar, and then we went to Cowboy for a little bit, which was just a – I now realize, like, I, I did have fun, but like I'd much rather go to a bar where I can just sit down, hear my friends talk, and watch sports. Yeah, no, I'm at that point too, which is why I don't go out a lot anymore. I'm yeah. also 25, and like I was saying there, I'm like, I'm like, some of these girls like might not even be like 18. Like I even saw guys in there. I'm like, you you could pass as a 15 year old in my eyes. Well, yeah, that's exactly why I don't go out in Rochester either myself, because most of the bars here are fucking shitty. And the bouncers do, and the bouncers and like owners of the bars do not give a shit. They'll let anybody in as long as like they can provide, as long as they like can provide some sort of like monetary, like, you know, give, as long as they can give them money for drinks or whatever, they don't give a shit. There's this bar, there's this like really shitty bar, um, not necessarily downtown, um, but it's like in the east end of the city. It's called Wall Street. And all they do, like, they literally allow minors, like, minors in all the time. And I mean, like, minors that are, like, potentially seniors in high school at, at, the, at, mo- at the worst, which is bad. Like, I went, I, I'm going to fucking hate this, but ta- I'm going to hate telling this story. But I only went, I went, I only went in there twice. And sadly, both times were when I was a senior in college. And one, the one time I went there, like, was because Bowden, like, the guy that worked in the PGA now, he just wanted to go in there because, like, he knew, he like, he saw, like, on Snapchat that, like, there were some girls that he knew that were in the, that were in there. And these girls turned out to be, like, sophomores, like, in Fisher. So they're, like, two, two and a half years younger than us. I'm like, Bowden, how the fuck do you know these people? Like, 
I'm like 21, 22. It's going to be 20. I'm like 20. I'm like 21, going to be 22, whatever the hell it was like that. And I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. And then the second time I went there, sadly, like it was actually like before, like I got sent home from school because of peak COVID shit. Like we went bar crawling, me and a few other people. And we went there. And the only reason why we went there is because one of my one friend found out his sister was there. So he wanted to go see her. And then and then my friend and his other friend and the other and like his other friend, they started flirting with a bunch of fucking freshmen. And I'm thinking to myself, we are fucking being sent home in two days and you are flirting with all these fucking girls that are like 19. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I was I just felt disgusted. I'm like, this place sucks. Plus, the floor was sticky. Um, um, (laughs) Not really clean. Bar is kind of shitty. There's another one in Rochester that's like called Mason's. It actually got shut down during COVID. Like. Because like when so but like you know you know how like bars were like able to like reopen at some point like in during summer twenty twenty and like fall twenty twenty, do you remember? Yeah. That? Oh. yeah, yeah. They got shut down because they were violate they were violating all sorts of COVID regulations. I mean, the, I mean, they eventually like opened back up, like they got their liquor license back and everything, but they had to shut down for a while because. They were not, they were violating all sorts of safety protocols with like sanitation and everything. I mean, the place was just a dump anyway. So I, I had a feeling like the state was just using COVID as an excuse to finally like take away their liquor license. But that place was just shady as well. I've never been in there. Um, this one girl I knew, uh, this one girl I knew, um, went there like when she, like, Again, another place that allows minors. She was a freshman and she went there um, one time. Poor, sadly, she got like, al- sadly, she had like alcohol poisoning and had to go to the hospital because she drank too much. But, you know, freshmen are going to be fucking stupid, I guess, and decide just to go out and not control how much they fucking drink. But it is what it is there. That was a few years back, too. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'd much rather go to like a bar and just like sit there, enjoy a few, enjoy a couple of drinks, talk with my buddies and watch sports, which is probably, which is what I'm going to do on Sunday. Yep. Like I said, I got the go for that now. So I'm going to be doing the same thing. Um, I'll be watching uh, Liverpool um, hoist the Premier League title. Um, what do you, what, what would they do about that? Will this have two Premier League titles at the, both grounds? They'll have a replica trophy at one ground. I'm pretty uh, probably sure. cities. Because we know Liverpool is going to be the actual champions. Actually, it's going to be over. It's actually over. Going to be over at uh, over at the Emirates. <laughs> They're going to give it to Arsenal for uh, <laughs> for consecutive fifth play, for consecutive Europa League appearances. It's a consolation prize. Like oh here, um, uh, here twentieth anniversary of your two thousand and two league title, boys. Oh thank you. <laughs> oh, God, but. Uh, no, honestly, like, I guess we'll shift focus now. No, nah. I'm excited for the last day of the Premier League season. I mean, it's wild that, like, it's wild that, like, we're already at in May. I feel like the season began, like, just yesterday, but, and I feel like Christmas was just, like, last month, too. But here we are, the season's, like, almost over. A team, a, a, a team that we thought, like, would dominate the league, like, is only ahead by a point. Um, top four is practically like turned on its head. 
relegation is all but settled for the most part. Like it all, in all aspects of it, it's like coming down to the final day. The title race, Tottenham just can't, just doesn't need to bottle it against Norwich. And the Leeds, Burnley, and Everton need to get results to uh, try and stave off relegation, although one of them will be relegated to the championship. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. I mean, clearly, four years ago now, we saw the Premier League come down to the last day. Um, it's always exciting when nothing is for definite um, coming down to the last day of the Premier League. Like, we could see so much happen. We could realistically see you guys drop into the seventh place, so you would have to play in the – you guys could drop to the seventh place behind West Ham and possibly have to uh, – playing that, like, playoff thing to get into the Europa League or whatever it is? No, it's the straight-up conference league. It'd be the straight-up conference league. I mean... Oh, I thought I, you guys could still make Europa League from seventh place. Hey, I mean, Aston Villa could score, like, one goal against uh, City scoring seven. Um, Liverpool could get shut out by fucking... Um, uh, what do you guys even play last week of the season? Oh, Wolves. We play Wolves. Wolves are going to win nine nothing, nine nil potentially. Piss, piss off. Um, but yeah, how, like, how would like, you feel theoretically? How would you feel if Wolves like are up four nil at halftime? How would you feel? Um, I would just turn my sights to the Champions League because guess what? We're actually playing for a treble still this year. Well, your frauds are don't even have a title in mind in the next coming nine years probably because you guys are a bunch of bums. <laughs> and Jurgen Klopp signed another extension so he'll be here for another uh until 2026 with liverpool so just keep you united fans crying because you guys can't beat us and we're just the dominant club now and man city can piss it off though even though they bought hearing holland which i am we need to go get mbappe now but that's besides the point <laughs> um i i just you guys, just you guys signed club to a two-year extension because Let's be honest. I, you know, I, I, I was gonna be nice. I, I really was. <laughs> you know, you had to go there. The only reason why you signed Klopp to an extension is because, like, you really don't know like what the future holds after he leaves. Your, your executive vice chairman is like leaving. I guess, like, at the end, of, at, like some point soon. Um, so like that, that, that like is gonna create like a whole like step in the air, speculation of like what upper management is going to look like uh, because FSG like is just like a weird ownership group and Redbird, like your minority owners, like they have a, they have a good say in everything, but I mean, who knows like what's going to happen and he should have never left Rangers. I mean, there no, really- he shouldn't, but he did it because this last game of the season right now is written in the stars. Ashton Villa with a Philippe Coutinho and under under the leadership of Steven Gerrard are going to go beat Man City 2 to 1 on Sunday and Liverpool are going to beat Wolves just handily we're going to win four nothing at least <laughs> and we are going to crown the champion it's just written in the stars isn't it Stevie G cuz Stevie G never won a title while at Liverpool or never won a Premier League title I should say while at Liverpool and so guess what now he's going to go stop City from winning a title so Liverpool can go on and hoist their second Premier League title in the last two years. Or three years. Three years. years two years. Yeah, back to back my fucking ass. Get the hell out of here. We're going uh, back to back this year and then next year. Podcast. What was that? How many beers did you have before you record? we started recording, mate? 
like five, six, okay. seven. I was just, no, I was uh, relaxed. Clearly, I know City won last year. It was a shit league. No, I'm talking about like you talking about Aston Villa and written in the stars and everything. Mate. How many beers? How many beers? <laughs> None. Just None. I, I had two at dinner. Two at dinner. You're fucking, you're fucking on something tonight, my mates. You're Why? Because on... you, because you know it's right and you know it is written in the stars. It, like, what, what a magical thing that that would be. And you can't even disagree with me. What? <laughs> What a matter the scenes, the scenes if that happens and Stevie G does that for us. Stevie More G people us would be blessing. angry that it happened than people would like it. Okay, the two biggest clubs, the two best clubs in England and in world football right now are two of, are the two most hated in world football. Let's be honest here, and, and I'm not trying to bash you as a, and I'm not saying this because I'm a United fan, but let's be honest here, unless you're a Liverpool fan. You're 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 probably not happy what's happening unless you're a city fan. You're probably not happy what's happening because well, actually no. Unless you're a Liverpool fan, you're not happy what's happening because let's be honest. I mean, uh, biodegradable plastic can't count as a fan. I mean, but the <laughs> but I'm convinced the, City. I'm convinced Man City at their games have more actual like United fans that just go to their games than City actually have their own fans. Please, United fans don't go there. They want they. they Mate, you know uh, they probably go to because city tickets are probably cheap because they can't get anyone in the stands. So you know your fans are like, oh, well, I should go watch some good soccer for once in our life since oh, we're dog much. shit. Hey, hey, hey! I mean, you're not you're not wrong there. I mean, United have all shit talking aside. United have been shit all season. They Maybe have, under Ten Hag next year, you guys will be better. So at least you got that to look forward to. Well, that's why I'd rather be us than fucking Arsenal right now. I mean, away from the banter and everything, like, Arsenal fans were chirping United after they beat us 3-1. And now they bottle the top four spot, they'll finish fifth, they'll finish fifth and they're going to be in the Europa League with us. Their best season in, like, their best season in five years in the Premier in, in like, five years in the Premier League, whereas, like, our worst season ever in the Premier League, and we're both like in the Europa League. So who's really a winner out of all of this? Nobody really. Uh, me. For, why for banter? <laughs> yeah, but banter is like you're right, and like like I said, like I, I'm Arsenal need something because I maybe just hire me because I took this team to a top to a top four finish in the premier league and football manager. I think that's pretty real. So I think they, I think they need me cause I know what to do. Um, but no, in all seriousness, you're right. Like this Arsenal team had such a fall from grace from kind of the Arsenal, like me and you grew up with where we got to see like that domination. And you know what I mean? Like the kind of like where you guys and Arsenal were kind of like the top two teams in the league consistently and like throw Chelsea in there once in a while I will really won't even throw Liverpool in there because let's be honest. I mean, besides besides glory in Europe, like we have done nothing in the Premier League and bit no, more league, my life. We've talked about it how many times here. The quality of the league it's not that Man City and Liverpool are okay. It's it's a little bit of both. I, I would say it's a little bit of both because you, you yes. can see the quality in the two like our two teams, but you can also see the drop off with like the talent that like. You your clubs bring in like you guys sign all these plays and like the quality just isn't there, whether it be in the coaching like philosophy they put out there or whatever it may be. It's yeah, just it's completely also, different. Like, 
and even Chelsea, like they had a drop off too. Like reigning you, reigning you, champions of winners of the Champions League. You thought with who they brought in, like they would have like made a case for a title contention. Yes, United actually were pick, like were picked to like somewhat not be in title contention, but to contend for top four at least. And then, and then even Tottenham, like. Their squad is not terrible. They had they they hired a manager that should not have been their manager. No disrespect to Nuno Nuno at all, but he should not have managed that club. If Conte was hired at the beginning of the season, like he probably should have been, um, maybe Tottenham would be maybe Tottenham would have been in a better place than they are now. I mean, yeah, they're going to finish in top four considering like they were in ninth when he took over, but like, I think maybe they probably would have gotten into third based on how Chelsea like have just dropped off. Yeah. But like Klopp said the other day, like Tottenham know how to play against the bigger, better clubs in the premier league, but they just, for some reason seem to struggle against those lower clubs, like the mid table to like low, the, like relegation clubs, they seem to struggle, and it, it just blows my mind. Of like, because like, like you said, they have the quality of the players. They have probably two of the best forwards in the world on the team, in Harry Kane and Hinman um, Son. Yeah, and it's like their quality is there. I I would say Loris is probably a top six goaltender in the world. Loris on his day is a great goaltender. Sometimes he makes blunders. I mean, though, but for France, I mean for France, he's always. He always seems to show up for France. He shows up for France. I mean, I, I I don't even know who France's backup is, to be honest, because I don't think, like, they actually have ever played a backup, like, in my time watching them. But no, the I thing don't is, remember Loris being there. Yeah. Well, I don't even think, like, I know that. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, No, yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, I, I was just saying, like, I can't even name France's backup. Yeah. Like, even against- teams, I think where they kind of struggle is in their back four, in their defense. Their defense could be better. And like you said, they could definitely they they struggled against Burnley uh, over the uh, over weekend. They struggled against Burnley. I mean, they barely beat them. And my thought process was like, Burnley are not good. Like, like they're going to get rele- they're pro- they could get relegated. They probably won't get relegated. But the thing is, there is like when you look at Burnley and Tottenham on paper, you think Tottenham should wipe the floor with that team. But they didn't. They barely like they 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 squeaked, they squeaked by in a way. Actually, yeah, like, they they squeaked by in a team who's probably going to end up being relegated this year. Exactly. So that's like kind of depressing there. Whereas a team like Manchester City, a team like Liverpool, they would they they're gonna they would have mopped the floor of Burnley. Right. Like, that's they, what we talked about. Where the difference is between like the top two clubs compared to like people in top three to like I would say the nine range. It's like where those top two in Liverpool and City will always go through and just dominate the games they need to dominate whereas you see these other clubs like they'll be like have a blunder and like they'll end up losing some of these games yeah four nil to fucking brighton at brighton brighton's only home win of the fucking season jesus christ that was, I, was, I wasn't gonna bring it up but no i had to bring it up i didn't even watch the game thank god i was on yeah, the- i was getting because i get so the only two premier league teams i get updates for on my phone are for liverpool and for united so i can talk that with you and I saw that. I, I just met you right away. I was like, "Are you watching this?" You said, "No." Thankfully, I think you were, were taking a walk that day, or you said you were watching cartoons. No, 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 no. I was out and about. Actually, I think I was just out and about uh, with my dad because that was the day I came out to Buffalo for the Bandits game. Um, uh, so I did that, and uh, 
I was just out and about. I think I may have just been sitting. I think I may have just been chilling on, like chilling in the backyard, actually, too potentially. I I don't remember. No, there are there have been games though. I have told you, like I was watching cartoons. Like I legitimately like was watching fucking cartoons. United played like when United played Arsenal. I saw five minutes of that game, and it just happened to be the five minutes for when Jaka scored, and I said, "Fucking, I'm putting cartoons on." When they lost, when they lost to Everton, I didn't watch the game. I saw, I saw that they were. I got a notification, saw that they were losing at halftime. I woke up, I put cartoons on. I kid you not. I I actually even drove like to Arundelcoy to like go buy some donuts for myself for breakfast. That was it there. Like after they got knocked out of the Champions League to Atletico Madrid, I said, you know what? I'm not. I told you, I'm not watching the team the rest of the season, and I did not watch the team. The rest of the season, I miss Ronaldo's hat trick against. Uh, I miss Ronaldo's hat trick against Norwich. Like I didn't watch that game. Like I found, I found out he scored a hat trick and he scored a free kick for the first time in like fucking forever. And I'm like, oh. The thing that right. bothered me about that is people acted like Ronaldo's hat trick against Norwich was like something unreal. Like I'm sorry, like yes, it's a hat trick, but you're playing Norwich, who is they barely struggled to club. They, well, they barely struggled to they barely struggled to win anyways, which is why I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't watch the game because I would have been frustrated in a way. Right, what was that? that game was was three two, three two exactly. So like you have City who like beat Norwich like four 0 and United are struggling to beat Norwich like three two, and who know and who knows like shit. Give me a Arsenal. I think like barely beat Norwich or they even may have drawn Norwich or whatever. So yeah, the quality of the league just drops off. Like you said, after that, just based off of what we're talking about here, if you take Manchester city and Liverpool out of the premier league, we probably have, would probably have a better title race than like, what we, we probably would have a better title race in a way of more teams would actually be in title contention than just the top two. Right. I would say at least probably you, so you guys, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal would be top four in the league every year if we eliminated these two. And then West Ham and like and Ham, who have, over the past couple of years have actually built a solid squad where they're actually competing now in the Premier League more than we have seen in years past. Exactly. Like they would be there as well. And then another thing too is like I shit, I don't even know at this point. I mean I mean, I'm not, I mean, nonetheless, like we know like where the league stands. We know where these teams stand and everything. Like I said, I'm actually just like excited, enjoying the fact that like, Hey, like we've thought that like, well, let's be honest here. We've thought that city won the league at Christmas, but then. I mean, we crowned them on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. Everybody crowned them. The whole world did. But then like, uh, like, Hey, here we are. May twenty. 20- first 22nd whatever sunday is i've sunday whatever that sunday is um uh it'll be the 22nd sunday to may 22nd it's gonna come down to the wire title races on the title is on the line so a replica will be wherever the real trophy will be wherever um it may be at one and may have to get delivered to the other we don't fucking know what happened what's gonna happen um top four tottenham they just can't bottle it against norwich all so, they need to do – go ahead. No, sorry. Sorry, you go. Sorry. I was going to say, they just need to get off the bus. They just need to get off the bus. And then Leeds are probably going to get relegated themselves. But that's a side. That's a whatever there. I don't care about relegation. I'm, I just, I just want to see Nottingham Forest beat Huddersfield Town in the championship playoff final. That way, like, we can actually see a team that's, like, 
one team that hasn't been in the Premier League in forever, like, make it? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, like, yeah, I'm happy Bournemouth is in it, like, back in the Premier League because I don't mind Bournemouth. Fulham can fuck off to the depths of hell. And uh, Huddersfield Town, like, they were they were bad, like, when they were in the Premier League. I'm like, how did yeah. you get uh, yeah, I have a special place in my heart for Bournemouth only because every single year in FIFA career mode, I'll start at Bournemouth. And so I always have a special place in my heart for them just for that reason alone. Um, but dumb question, just because I can't remember now, like this year, like just has kind of flown by now and like the last two are kind of mixing together. Is this Brentford's first year in the Premier League or was last year? This was. Okay, that's right. Because I remember watching the game, like Liverpool played on when I think Salah scored a hat trick that game and it was like four to three, whatever it was like in the beginning of the season. I couldn't remember if that was this year or last year, because now it feels like it was like forever ago. No, that's all I asked. No. Yeah, no, it it was their first season in the prem because I, their first game of the premier league season was uh, against Arsenal and they won two nil. Yep. And now we actually see this team finish 11th. Yeah, they're going to, yeah. I mean, no one expected that. I mean, they were very well managed. I will say that. Everybody thought they were going to get relegated. Everybody thought they were going to get relegated. Like them, Nor- them Norwich and Watford. Hey, two two of them were correct. And, but, and unfortunately, though, we'll probably see the three that get relegated this year. Probably, I would assume back in the Premier League next year, just because we seem to all we seem to always see Watford and Norwich in the Premier League. Burnley is a hit or miss, but fucking, those two always seem to be there. Fucking yo-yo clubs, Jesus Christ. I'd wa- I would rather watch paint dry than see those two clubs in the Premier League again. All right, so those two clubs in the Premier League are having to watch the Flames uh, Stars series on repeat. What one did you rather watch? I would rather watch the Flames Stars series on repeat because watching Norwich and and or Watford play is 38 games wasted for – 37 games wasted for every other team in the Premier League because, honestly – like, you don't know what you're going to fucking get from them. Watford can be entertaining sometimes, but the thing is, though, is, like, they're entertaining for, like, 30 seconds, and then, like, they kind of just, like, stand pat. And Norwich is just Norwich. Like, they suck. Like, I would rather – that, I would rather pour acid on my face than, like, fucking watch them. You would literally – the only way you would get me to watch them is, like, if you tie me to a fucking chair and put the fuck – and put that – and put Norwich City on my television and force me to fucking watch it. That's that's the only way it's going to happen. And if you fucking attempt to do that, I swear to God, it's over for you. But that – I would rather watch the Flame Stars on repeat. Like, this, that, that series was bad, but it will never be as bad as, like, Norwich or Watford in the Prem. Okay. Makes sense. Do you remember, I think, was it last year or two years ago when everyone thought Timu Puki was, like, the greatest striker in the world for, like, a three-week span? Oh, P- uh, the Puki party. That was, like, when Liverpool won the league because um, uh, that was, like, when Liverpool won the league because, like, the Euros were going to be that summer, but fucking COVID hit and everything. Yeah. Because um, he scored against – because I remember, like, I remember when City went to Norwich – like early in the season, and they lost uh, three to two. It was and first, it wasn't it the first game of the season? It was like week four. It was after the international break. It was like because City had like for some City had like been inconsistent to start the season, mm-hmm. and then they lost to Norwich. And I'm and I'm like, wait, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> so then, 
And then at that moment, I'm like, they're probably not going to win the title. But yeah, it's because you were talking about Norwich, and I just just read that thought just popped into my head. Well, and he was just unstoppable for like that four week span. Yeah, Pookie party, exactly. Well, look at Alexander Mitrovic. He scored like 40 goals in the championship, and he's only going to score like five in the Premier League for Fulham the next season. <laughs> yeah, probably unless some other team buys him. Uh, yeah, what some uh some Scottish league team, some some Albanian league team or whatever. I can't see I can't see it happening. I really can't. He's gonna score like five goals in the Premier League. Fulham are gonna lose like their first nine games to start the season, and they'll probably be relegated by Christmas. Then they'll beat Arsenal at some point throughout the season. Uh, if they play Arsenal game one, then they'll start the season like one and eight, one eight one five. One win, five draws, and three losses. Probably they'll probably they'll probably draw a shit ton of teams like nil nil or one one or two two or whatever. Now I won't go that far as two two because that would be a miracle if they can score two goals consistently a game. You're, I think you're being generous on the five draws. I think you're being very generous there. It all depends on who they play to start the season. Right. I guess. So so you think Leeds definitely gets relegated Sunday. Leeds definitely get relegated Sunday because, like, their goal differential is just horrendous. Okay, like, who, who? Okay, then Arsenal or Tottenham finish fourth. No, it's Tottenham finishing fourth. Arsenal have to yeah. like Arsenal need Arsenal need divine intervention. And I'm laughing. I'm gonna laugh my ass off because, like, like I said, after they beat us three three one, all the Arsenal fans came out of hiding and said, "Yeah, you guys suck." And it's like, uh, no, come back, come, come come back to reality. Come join us in the Europa League, and then get sent down to the Conference League when you can't get out of your group. Yep, and then who's champions? City. I'm not saying it because I'm a United fan. I'm saying City. City have the easier path. All they need to do is win. And Villa. Villa's Villa's been inconsistent. Honestly, you don't know. I don't know what you don't know what you're gonna get with Villa. Honestly. You really don't. I think City at home, Pep's got it like Pep's got it like drilled in the mindset. Like I don't think he's it's not like the Champions League where he's gonna overthink everything. He's gonna put out his best team, he's gonna have them do what they do, and I think the game will be over by halftime. City will be up three 0 and they'll get the champagne out in the locker room. Um, okay, so I think uh Villa are gonna finish the season with the positive goal differential. Um, and then Liverpool will become champions. And then Leeds get relegated, or you think Burnley, uh, or 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 you just gonna say Everton just for the banter? Uh, as much as I would love to see Everton go down, just because we, I, I I want them to stay up, just because it's six free points for us throughout the season. In the Maryside Derby, it's just six free points. So like, why not have that in the Premier League for me? Oh, there you go. Okay. But, um, no, I do think I. I I think I want. I think Leeds stay up, and I think I think we see Burnley, Waterford, Norwich go down. Ah, okay. So you but think- I do. Yeah, I only I only made the joke about um Aston Villa finishing with a positive goal differential because they're only minus one goal differential on the season. Yeah, um, so they'll win. They'll win. They'll win two nil. And clearly, then like I just need them. E- even if they finish with zero, that's a win for me. Yeah, because um, they, they just need a. They, you you just need them to draw or whatever. Arsenal yeah. or Tottenham. I probably Tottenham. Yeah. I'm only worried about us though as well because you can. I don't know if you watched the game today at all. I think you did because you were messaging me about it. 
I did. I went and watched the highlights. We looked tired. You guys should not have started. I told. I, I jokingly said a Ricky should have started up top, but like he actually should have started up top. Like I don't understand like why Firmino was out there. Honestly, the man. Like honestly, Klopp should have gone with like a U eighteen and like fucking reserve squad against Southampton. Instead, he puts out like fucking Jota, Conte. I'm like, why the fuck? Milner, who had just played in the FA Cup final. I'm like, why is this team out here? But we've talked about like how his squad rotation isn't the greatest. No. So, my- I, I think he is right now more worried about the league, even though this is out of our hands. He's more worried about that than he is Champions League, I think. I think he wants another league title. He wants all four. Well, he yeah, just clearly. Wants, he just won't say it. I hate when managers like play. <laughs> I hate when managers kind of like with press conferences, and this is a, this is everywhere. They beat around the bush. Just come out and fucking say it. I want all four trophies. Like you're not cocky or arrogant, in my opinion. You're telling the truth. It's not like all right. That's uh, why you're hired. Exactly. Like that's why you're hired to fucking win. Well, unless you manage, like, fucking Burnley. Like, your goal is to, like, not spend money and, like, somehow finish 15th in the league every season. And then, like, you're <laughs> a hero. But all joking aside there, like, like when fucking bald fraud uh, Pep Guardiola was uh, giving his press conferences, like, uh, a few days ago, talking shit about Patrice Avra, Demitar Berbatov, uh, even, like, even like talking about like how Liverpool is like the most loved team in the country or whatever. We're not. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I found that hilarious because like everybody lives rent free in that man's head. But at the same time, like the man was speaking his mind. Like when's the last time like a man like anywhere in any sport for a press conference interview anything like that they just speak their mind. Well, Klopp said fuck the other day. So does that count? You know what I mean. No, I know, I know, I know what you. I was just joking around. He said, "Fuck the other day." I say, "Fuck" on this podcast every three words. Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, I just said it five times. But yeah, you really don't really get to see managers speak their mind too much um, about what they actually want to say. But it's, I mean, they're trained to do that. I mean, we never. No, because they want really know. Like the only people we actually get to see really speak their mind is NBA players. But they normally speak their mind when they're just bitching about stuff. Yeah, like Pat, like Patrick Beverly was on a fucking ES, like was on ESPN yesterday morning, um, uh, on the uh, get up the on get up. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yes, ESPN fucking shows violence with that one because Pat Pat Beverly Patrick Beverly hates Chris Paul and they're like, oh, we'll put Patrick Beverly on to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, no, give Chris Paul the Ben Simmons slander, and I'm thinking to myself, you fuckers chose violence with this one. You, right, you... they knew it was coming. They knew what was fucking coming. Don't you? Don't you? You know what to expect here with that. Because with uh, hockey guys, it's pucks on, it's pucks deep, pucks on net, and that's the key to winning the game. That's all you get from them. Coaches are the same way. NFL coaches, you don't get much. It's like all of it's like the, all the press conferences are the same. That's why I don't get why people like them so much. Like once in a while, you get that click, like those stuff that you get for the clicks. But mostly, it's just all the same shit that the people are spewing. Exactly. Pucks on nets, wheel snipe, wheel snipe, Sally, uh, dirty fucking dangles, boys. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, no, in all honesty, like shit. Yeah. And then no, European soccer is actually like the kind of the worst actually with their social media posts. Got three points in the bag. All glory, all glory be to everyone. Um, 
bummer we couldn't get it done in the capital today we'll we'll bounce back next week <laughs> like and i'm just like what the fuck am i looking at here like like it's all script uh, uh, what you save these all in the drafts like and like you have all these scripted in the drafts like for when you win or lose <laughs> right they probably do but um do you think um so i know this has kind of been a little talk uh, since Salah hasn't signed his contract yet he stays with Liverpool, right? I say yes. I just think that they probably don't want to get this done in the middle of the season, the contract. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, there is like, I I, I think he will. I think he will, like, stay. I think they'll we'll get the contract situated after the Champions League final because what's nice is that Liverpool, like, can focus on, like, their squad for the upcoming, like, not just Liverpool, but all clubs can focus on their squads for the upcoming season because there's no World Cup in June. So, like, that's the only benefit of a winter World Cup, of a fall winter World Cup. That's another reason I think that the contract hasn't been done yet. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, though, is, like, you've got two games left, like, you know, it's just a matter of like a not like it's just a matter of like announcing it. I mean, you're not getting Mbappe, so like well, you might as well. well speaking, of, I wanted to ask you about that as well because one this week it's saying he's going to Madrid. Next week it's going to be again that he's staying at PSG. What is going to happen? He should tweet that he's going to the winner of the Champions League final, and then whoever wins the Champions League final, he signs with. Uh, I, 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 like. I don't care that Liverpool's in the final. I would love that just for the banter, because then, like, it's like, oh shit, yeah, we win a fucking giant ear jug trophy. But didn't like, Hazard it, do that? He did. <laughs> he did. He said he signed with the Champions League winners. <laughs> uh, that's why I want that to happen. I want to. Um, uh, I want him to just tweet that, like, the day of the final. Everybody, like, fucking sees it. It's like, oh, shit. Right. I, I would love that, but um, I don't and know. And then he just ends up signing with, like, fucking Barcelona or whoever just right. to fucking shit on everybody. Because, I well, they don't have the money to sign anyone, so. No, they don't. That's why I said that. I'm kind of just. Con- and he won't go I, to the Bundesliga. So I'm just confused. as I Because I, th- I think we're out on the Mbappe sweepstakes as well. I think everybody is except Real Madrid. He's definitely going to Real Madrid. PSG is just a bunch of dummies because they don't want to. They don't want to admit that they're actually going to lose him for nothing. Because they're going to lose him on a free, because they didn't sign him to an extension. Madrid are just going to pay astronomical wages for him because they can, even though they're billions of dollars in debt, anyways. PSG and- could give him the same contract though. Yeah, but I don't think he wants to stay in France. I don't think he wants to stay in France anymore. I think he wants to get out. Like, like when you really think about it, the whole PSG project is kind of a joke anyways. I mean, they brought in Mbappe, like, to go with Neymar, and then that combination didn't do anything. Then they bring in, like, De- then they, like, had Di Mar- Well, they already had Di, yeah, Di Maria. They brought in Messi this past year. Yeah, they they... Like, their attacking options are just so ridiculous. Like, they're going to lose Draxler finally. He wants to get out. He's been wanting to go because he hasn't played uh, for them. Di Maria, who knows if he actually wants to actually stay. He may He may stay. He may go. Messi is rumored to go to Miami in, two, in, in a year. Who knows how true that is. The only one that I can see staying at PSG is Neymar, and that's just because, like, let's be honest, like, 
nobody's ever going to want to pay $250 million again for Na- for Neymar. No, especially since he can't play a whole season. Exactly. Well, nobody's going to want to spend $250 million on a player anyways. I mean, that's just astronomically ridiculous. I but... think that's how much Mbappe is going to go for, but that's understandable because he's a lot younger than Neymar. Yeah, and he's also a lot better than Neymar. Neymar, yeah, but it, Mbappe's going on a free. Like, they're just yeah. going to on a free contract, and it's going to be like $250 million anyways because of the wages and everything, but yeah. Oh, like... I, think, I think Liverpool are still kind of on the table for him because especially with Halan going to City next year, do you think he wants to come and put his test up against Mbappe? Or do you think he wants to take the easy route and just go win a La Liga title because Real Madrid have no competition? Real Madrid have no competition. Win trophies in Spain and then take your next move elsewhere. I mean, what kills me is that people still actually want to go play in La Liga, which I think is a joke. It's like, nice It's nice that Holland actually, like, chose to, like, actually come to the best league in the world. Like, players actually want to come to the Premier League again, which is nice. Because usually, like, you keep hearing, like, players linked to Barcelona and Real Madrid. And it's like, no, Barcelona aren't good anymore. Real Madrid, like they keep relying on like old dogs still. So like ever since ever since Messi and Ronaldo left, well, Ronaldo started it. But as yeah. soon as that happened, like we didn't really get to see much. Yeah, and then everybody like and then when Ronaldo like went to Juventus, players like randomly went to Syria and it's like, why are you here? You're not gonna adapt to their style of play. It's too physical. And then Messi goes to France because Barcelona are broke. But the thing is, though, nobody really went to France because of Messi because that league is that league is that league is terrible for like players that like are already stars. That league is more along the lines of like they they have young talent that they can develop and then like they can move on from that league to bigger and better things like the Premier League, like maybe the Bundesliga. Or maybe they just stay in France because, like, that's all they fucking know. You know, suck like blur, uh, gonna say pot type shit or whatever. Um, uh, but that's exactly like what it is there, in my opinion, with that. Um, but no, all joking aside, there, I like, like I said, Mbappe's going to Madrid, Liverpool are gonna re sign Salah. Um, fuck. I really don't want the transfer rumors to like start piling on because that means my phone's gonna fucking blow up with all this shit. No, it's gonna. Huh? You know, it, it's soon. The season's almost, as soon as Sunday comes, it's gonna happen. As soon as Sunday's over, we're gonna get the rumors. No, I know. Right my phone's already been blowing up with transfer rumors, and I'm just like, I'm not ready for that. I don't know like who even Liverpool signs this summer because, like, let's be honest, like we're a team that never signs big names. You like, guys... I, mean, I mean, we got Allison and Van Dyke, but that was really because when yeah, we but... signed Salah wasn't a big name. Mane wasn't a big name. We got him from Southampton. You got Mane from Southampton. You bought Salah from Roma. Roma, yeah. Van Dyke came from Southampton. Southampton. Allison came from Roma. Yeah, so you just like fucking go on the Roma and Southampton Express. But Allison and Van Dyke weren't even big names. Like they became big names like at Liverpool. Well, uh, more than... no, I would say. Allison at Roma was one of the bigger names for goaltenders, but he wasn't compared because I think that was the same year that um what's his face went uh Courtois went down to Real. This is true. This is very true because Courtois went to Real in 2018. 
uh, transfer window, and then Allison came up to Liverpool. So, yeah. Hey, like I said, Allison is probably the most important player in your squad, honestly. Without him, you guys are not winning the Champions League in 2019. You guys are not winning the league in 2020. You guys are definitely not qualifying for the Champions League this season. And if it wasn't for that goal against West Brom, you definitely would not be in the final. You probably would be in the Europa League final, probably. So if Liverpool win the Champions and when Allison's time at the club is done and over with, they should build him a statue as soon as he leaves the club. Like they should start building it right away because he's pro- like I said, most important player in the in your in the last five years for your club, and the least problematic player in your club's history. All he does is eat meat and love Jesus. Right, exactly. And without him, like I don't think Van Dyke becomes the superstar he is. Because let's be honest, if we had fucking a uh, Carius back there and goaltender behind him, like shit. Yeah, I mean, you're letting in, you're asking at least for one squeaker a game, if not two. This is very true. This is very, very true. I mean, hey, like I said, it, it, I guess, it, it, I guess what happens happens there with that. But hey, it could have been worse. It could, you guys could have signed Kappa instead of Allison. Yeah, it's true. Let, look how that but, turned out for Chelsea. But you're not trying, but you, but you already had a manager. So why would you want another one? <laughs> What if he was such a good goaltender for like a year and then all of a sudden they assigned Mendy and it's like, all right, you're just taking a back seat now. Kepa probably should not I forget who their fucking goalkeeper goal goal goalkeeper was like for like before Kepa was signed. Wouldn't it have been the, Petr Cech? No he Pet- Arsenal at that point. He was at the retirement home at that point, uh stealing money from Arsenal. Um uh, Oh wait, no, it was fucking um we're idiots. Courtois. Courtois. Yeah, we're idiots. We're fucking idiots. Yeah. We were just Courtois. talking about him. <laughs> yeah, fucking Courtois. Yeah. Because they didn't have a backup. Their backup, I think, was like fucking Asmir Begovic or whatever. And yeah. he's he's an, uh, he's at Everton. He's at he's on Everton's bench. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they have Pickford as a starter who's absolute dog shit as well. Yeah, yeah this is true. <laughs> this is true, but he's gonna start at the World Cup for uh England because Dean Henderson hasn't played the entire at all for United. Um uh but no, yes, because Chelsea lost Courtois, so they signed Kepa because they didn't know who to get. And for some reason, for like a couple of days, Kepa was linked to Liverpool. And I'm like, they're not fucking signing Kepa. Everybody knows they're signing Allison. Even though we scored five on Allison, six on Allison in the Champions League semifinals that year. There was more than that. I know. Yeah. I think it was five in one game. I think it was five nothing. But it was five in Ro- It was five in Rome. And then you guys like only scored like two at and and at Anfield. So you guys like won like seven five on aggregate. I remember that semifinal. Yeah, because they had... ended up yeah because they ended up coming back at the, not really coming back in the second leg. Like we kept it at arm's distance, but Roma was putting up some goals that. Yeah, Roma. Leg. Well, I mean, you had Carius in goal. Like a dog could have scored goals against Carius, honestly. I'm pretty sure fucking I'm pretty I I'm pretty sure like um uh I'm trying to think of some shit I I don't even fucking know um uh I I I'll think of something later but yeah dog could have scored those goals against Carius I'm pretty sure like fucking somebody's unborn child could have scored those goals against Carius and that's saying something cuz they're fucking unborn but um uh no, it is what it is there for that. Like I said, Allison was definitely going to Liverpool, even though, even though like 
Liverpool. See, he did you guys a favor. Like, he just conceded all those goals because he knew, like, it would get you to the Champions League final that year. He wasn't, he was, he, he was just acting. Like, he, he just was like, you know what? This is my future club. I'll let them through. I'll let them score on me easily. And then he just stands at the back and plays solitaire for four years now. Yeah, it had to be a boring four years for him because <laughs> he hasn't been tested in many games. No, he, this is true. This is very true. Um, uh, he'll be tested on the 28th, though, for sure. There's no way. You're playing Real Madrid, not Atletico Madrid. <laughs> I know, but if we can just contain Benzema, I, I don't see how he loses this game. Uh, Let's be honest. No one, else, no one else on this Real team is beating us besides Benzema. Rodrigo and Vinny, Vinny Jr., have been ha- have had good seasons. Yes, good Vin- seasons in La Liga. Vinicius Jr. has 21 goals and 20, 20 assists in all competitions this season. That's 41 goal contributions. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> he hasn't played Liverpool yet. He hasn't played Liverpool yet. Oh God, he played Man. He played Manchester City though. You could go send me out there against this Barcelona team. Play. I'll play them twice a year, and I'm probably good for at least like ten goal contributions. <laughs> All right, we're having you signed by fucking Celta Vigo then. I'll just I'll replace Hector Berlin. I said Celta Vigo, I, not I, Real Betis. I I was fuck. <laughs> not real Bettis. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, he he was crying because it's not because he was leaving Real Bettis. It's because he's going back to Arsenal. <laughs> oh, I know. He's he realized like he's like, oh, he's like, maybe I'll fill on a transfer request this year. Yeah, you know what? Why not see like what I can do? I want to stay. Let me stay like here. Like I said, give me give me the reins to Arsenal for a year. I'll get us top four. I've done it before. Um, so it was a struggle, but I did it. It came down to the last day, I'm pretty sure, and I, I did. Does it. that mean we give Andrew Rice the reins to Tottenham? Um, no, because he was he got fired twice in one season, once by Tottenham, and then once by Leicester. <laughs> did he have Tottenham in relegation at one point? Oh yeah, like like nine games into the season, Tottenham were in relegation. Then they ended up they were saying like fifteenth, sixteenth. The season, then when he got fired, they bopped up to eighth, and then at the end of the season, I took my talents to Leicester, and that was just I saw why he got fired from Leicester. (laughs) Because then I was fired from Leicester. Oh God! Well, well, they have high expectations. You two just didn't cut it. (laughs) Yeah, the expectations of her team that they didn't let me sign anyone. I'm like, all right, you know what? Then I just started throwing and talking bad about them in press conferences. Oh, oh, that explains why you got fired then. You can't be doing that. Can't you know, be talking. We should, we should start up a Lonely Hearts uh, sports podcast, a uh, football manager, a uh, league. Yeah, you know what? That costs like $25 on my computer. And let's be honest, like, I have no idea how much I'm going to actually play it. But I play it a lot. It's actually fun. No, I know. It is fun. I've been told it's fun. You've told me it's fun. A couple other people I know play it and have told me it's fun. I don't know. I just don't like it's like my it's like my video games. I you just don't wanna have to try to manage United because you know you can't. No, I know I can. I just don't I would actually not start at United. I would actually start my way up at like some bum team. Like like FIFA career mode. Like I'd start at some bum team and work my way up. Mm-hmm. Let like you like PSG. I'll start at some bum team like PSG. <laughs> 
Now, in all seriousness, I probably would start like in the MLS or the Portuguese league. I did last last FIFA career mode. I did. I started out as manager of like, I think it was um, DC United. I won MLS Cup in my. I won US Open Cup in my first season. Won MLS and US Open Cup in my second season. Third season, I left halfway through to go manage Porto. They were like in ninth. I took them to Champions League. I took Ooh, them. To, okay, Mourinho. Yeah, I took them to Champions League. Uh, got them into qualification there. Second season, I won the league. I did a domestic double in my set in my third in my second full season with them, and then I think I made the quarters in Champions League that season too. So third season, I won. The, I did a European double actually. Because I didn't give a shit about the cup competition that season. I'm just, I just simmed the games. I wanted to win the Champions League, so <laughs> I did. I did European double, and then, and then I went to United, and then I just said fuck it. I'm signing everybody because I don't care. And then I just said fuck it, because <laughs> I, I said that I, I I just needed to make it unrealistic. I what I, United was United needed the manager. They were like second in the league like one point behind city. And I'm like, why are you needing a manager? What happened here? I'm like, okay, I'll sign. See you Porto. But then I ended up going back to Porto like five seasons later and I won the champions league again. And then I just said, fuck it. I'm done. Porto was in my heart that time. (laughs) Oh, I would also like to uh, shout out on the podcast. I have signed with the new BDSL team. I'm playing for LaSalle FC. Not sure if I said this yet, but, um, Played in our the first cup match of the season. Uh, I don't even know what the cup's called, but I know we have two cup matches or two cup things in our oh, league. Is it called the bullshit cup? It it called- fucking should be. I I, I I scored a goal in my second game. Uh, two games played, uh, one goal, and that's it so far. Um, Ooh. But like I said, put me at Bark or put me at Real, and I am putting up at least 10, uh, 10 goals or assists. Uh, against Barcelona. Yeah, I'm putting your ass... I'm not putting you in Real. I'm putting you in fucking uh, Espanol. I, mean, I deserve to play on the big stage at the Bernabeu. Yeah. Uh, for Manchester City, bottling it, right? I would never... It, I would never play for that club. City. Yeah, so... No, so, yeah, LaSalle FC, out of Niagara Falls, New York, and yet you play your games, like, against the Southern... Against, like, Southtown's teams. Uh, the BDSL, based off what you told me, makes no sense whatsoever. Um, uh, no, I'm not complaining, though, because all the away games are close to my apartment now. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, your home games are up in Niagara Falls, but yet your away games, like, are close to your apartment. Gotta love the BDSL. Yeah, we but, were supposed to have a game at Fredonia this past Sunday, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going. Fredonia Ford? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I was like, no, I'm not driving up to Fredonia. Nah, don't drive up to Fredonia. Nah, nah, don't drive up to Fredonia. Um, uh, God, no. Hey, at least it's not the Chictawaga White Eagles. This is they, true. They're, they're, not, they're not a club anymore. They uh, folded. They folded? You know what? If I ever return to Buffalo, and if you're still out there, we'll bring them back. Like I said, I'm hoping they'll be living in Florida now by July. Oh, okay. So I'll have to join, like, the Florida... Inter- Football league, or I don't even know what it's called. Maybe Inter just Miami. Maybe just Inter Miami will sign me. 
Yeah, no, Inter Miami too. You can play with uh, <laughs> Romeo Beckham and Harvey Neville. Well, I'll just hit up David Beckham and be like, yo, I need a contract now. <laughs> Send him John Wall's hoop mixtape from high school and see if he likes it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 2023, Inter-Miami does not sign Lionel Messi. They signed Jake Sosha. <laughs> Could you imagine the disappointment on people's faces when they found that out? <laughs> not mine. I'd have a laugh. I'd have a fucking laugh. Oh, my God. I'd be like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> I would just try to get a podcast in the room. I try to get messy as our guest. Yeah, there we go. I want to understand a fucking word. Yeah, I don't think he speaks English. No, he doesn't. We need a translator. We'd have to pay for a translator. It'd be worth it. It would be worth it there. But I have no other final thoughts. Um, we've been at it for well over two hours now. Um, uh, almost two and a half, actually, based off of this here. But I have nothing. I literally don't like we've covered everything. Hope the PGA championship is fun. Hockey playoffs continue to be fun. I'm going to be at a bar on the Sunday watching all the soccer for the Premier League. Um, do not judge me at 10 in the morning. I do not give a fuck. Um, hey, better to drink, better to drink, better to go to a bar at 10 o'clock in the morning and stay there until one in the afternoon. than go to a bar at 10 at night and stay there until two in the morning. And then not remember what, and then not remember what the fuck happened the, the night. Like when you wake up the next morning or not remember how you got in a different bed in your apartment. I, <laughs> um, okay. So it's going to do me like that, huh? <laughs> I still can't. I didn't do it. Like- I'm very, I'm still very confused as to how I ended up in the extra bed in my apartment that night. I, 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 I didn't do you dirty. I didn't do you dirty. I just said that you, you didn't remember how you got there. I'm still baffled when you told me that. You're like, I, I, I woke up here. I went to bed here. I woke up here, and here I am. I'm like, uh, okay, all right. Um, maybe you went. I, I don't know. I because yeah, I remember even watching. Like I was watching YouTube in my bed, so mm. I don't know how I got there. Yeah. Ghosts, but it is what it is. There also, people. Jeremy and I typically do long podcasts because we only do one a week. Um, that is why these are typically two to two and a half hours. Bitcoin uh, is like four hours, so right. Like so if you guys don't mind, that is the reason. If I mean, I don't even know if people stayed to listen to us ramble this long, but if you did, that's the reason. Most of the episodes are so long, just because we try to cover all sports and only in one episode a week, so that is the reason there. We never even got into basketball this week, but we'll do that next week because I, I don't want to talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. I actually just watched a little bit of the game tonight. Yeah, Celtics. Oh, game's over. Did the Celtics win? No, Celtics lost. I pulled it up when I saw all the Barcelona guys tweeting about I'm I'm um, they said they were going to go on strike against this game, so I don't know what happened. I turned it on, and I saw the Celtics were down. Oh, uh, 107. Jimmy yeah. Buck went off for 41 points. Jesus Christ. All right. Good job, Miami. I knew the Celtics weren't going to win anyways. Marcus Smart and Al Horford were out uh, with injuries and COVID shit. Um, but, uh, nah, we'll talk basketball next week. I'd rather, I'd rather honestly just wait until the actual finals and, like, see who gets there. Hopefully it's Boston and the, hopefully it's the Celtics and Warriors. I don't need like the heater Mavs because I don't think that'll be a fun series, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, but again, I have nothing else to say. That concludes another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, 
uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter. We need to get a social media manager uh, because I have not been using the pod accounts lately. But until then, keep on keeping on. Thank you.